Welcome to an episode of Here Be Dragons. I've gotten rid of all the, the cast today, and it's just me telling a story about unicorns. So just sit back, enjoy the unicorns. Wait, wait, I'm being told. My producers are telling me I can't do that. I have to have the cast here, so I guess, I guess, here we go. Hi, everybody. We have Sarah, Glenn, Jared, Lindsay, and uh, DM Jared here today. Uh, thank you for joining in. Thank you for popping into chat. Thank you for uh, listening to all of... Oh, wait, we didn't have our sponsor videos. Two seconds. I've got a few things to share with you guys. Since I've been struggling to get all of our tech together, I missed the sponsor videos. Uh, so let's quickly look at a few things here. We have Caffeinated Cobalt as one of our sponsors here. Uh, you can get game-themed coffees, so bean or ground, uh, and I think they've released a few other little things in their shop recently, um, but they're a coffee supplier. Um, you can get stuff like Tavern Blend, Raise the Dead, and a few others. Uh, we have some dice going on here, which I can show. Uh, these are Blacksmith Craft Dice, uh, now known as Heimdall Dice. Uh, thank you for that, Mr. Hoy, with the the little goblin there uh so heimdall dice it makes metal dice but they also have cards and a few other things you can find them on amazon um tons of cool stuff they've got dragon scale dice i think is their newest line but they've got three separate lines of dice so take a look at those uh let's see i don't have the bag right here but we do have a bag or two floating around from critical treasures uh, a really cool etsy shop that has all sorts of things started off with bags and dice trays but now has uh, advent calendars, um, dice trinkets, so like you get something for your keychain that you have your favorite die in, you've got all sorts of game paraphernalia, uh, she makes some really cool things. And then, I think I'm missing one. Oh, Encounter Plus, it's sitting right in front of me. Uh, Encounter Plus uh, is a really cool tabletop, virtual tabletop tool on iOS and Mac uh, with web connections and all sorts of fun things that you can do so you can host remote games. Uh, they just launched something really cool with I think it's called the Last Gaming Table, which is a tablet device that sits on your table and interacts with a bunch of different game systems and tools and whatnot. Uh, so they released their integration to that. So go take a look at them and you should see some fun stuff going on with Encounter Plus. Uh, now that you've listened to all of our spiel and announcements, uh, the last few things before we dive into the story is remember, if you knock currently the cadence off of being the hype boss just below me, you can be the new hype boss and give away a nat 20. Yes, a natural 20, not a free reroll or anything like that. Uh, one player or DM of your choice on screen gets to just throw a nat 20 instead of rolling their die. Uh, anything between that, uh, what's up? You still have some left on You have two. Oh, I might have two left. I don't know. I have one. Uh, you didn't use any last week. I didn't use any, but he this week. He them up for like weeks. I saved them up for weeks, oh, so then I can make sure Cadence uh, gets exactly what he wants, and I splatter all <clears> the <throat> players, and it's done. Uh, but you gave uh, a nat 20 out, yes? To be clear, he just wants to slaughter me, not, but, not, I mean, not the I other mean, players. Just I like, I like the Rocks Fall situation, right? Rocks I mean, I'm, fall I'm doing dies? my best with the bad puns. I'm trying to send some of that ire at me, you know? There you go. Uh, uh, good luck. <laughs> if, if you want to send anything else towards our players, a $5 tip gets a mild magic scroll drawn it's one of these beauties uh we got a bunch of different little effects that happen in the game they get randomly assigned out 
Uh, $10 tip gives a reroll to a player on screen. Um, a $20 tip, I believe, is a friend or foe enters. So I've got a handful of NPCs that'll join. Uh, they could be good, they could be bad, they could just be really annoying. So at the $20 tip level, you can see that. Uh, follows, bits, tips, etc. Uh, subscriptions all affect the hype boss below me. So now that we've talked all of the other stuff, let's get into some D&D. Who remembers where we left off? I believe there was a very special event that happened that you were waiting for in the inn. Clink! In the little pneumatic tube in the room at the top of the inn, a piece of paper had been shot up from Lock, Stock, and Barrel's hideout below the inn. Now, this was the piece of paper our party was waiting for as they were looking for something to do. Kill some time, wait for a quest. That quest has come. Electrum had sent them their very first step in this wild mayhem that is about to ensue. Now, I think Corrigan was uh, playing around with the pneumatic tube, seeing if he could fly up and down it and uh, use that for transportation purposes. Uh, I believe Fizzlepop was hanging out in the room more specifically, in her uh, little bloated bag of holding yeah. um, that she could breathe infinitely <clears throat> in. Uh, I can't recall if Lily and Eljor had joined yet, but they were down in the bar just prior to this. So, setting the scene, it is early evening, and the pneumatic tube delivers a message. Corrigan, you're most likely the closest at this point. What is it that you wish to do? Uh, I would open the message and read it. Take take a read. As you take a read, the paper unfurls a bit, and in a very sloppy handwriting, uh, you see the words, a party, and you're not invited. <laughs> and just below it, uh, a few little choppy messages. There's a party just down the road. Inside, you'll find... Many things, dot, dot, dot. I do need you to return with gems for your broken items. And recall that there was a glove missing a gem and a spider missing something uh, as far as the items go. Uh, the message finishes with, use the building or rooms around if you can't get into the party directly, comma, I have no costumes for you. Good luck. E. Huh. So the message is directing you to a party just down the road. Well, it seems we're invited to a party. Well, we're not invited to a party. But we're supposed to go to the party. But we don't have costumes! I'm just like, start waving the paper around. They didn't say what kind of costumes we were supposed to wear. Would I have heard well, we weren't of... invited. Uh, you might not have heard it if you're in your bag. Okay. You could I... hear you could hear muffled speaking from within the bag. Okay, then I probably didn't come out. I'm probably still down there. So Fizzlepop is hanging out in her her bag. The rest of you are talking about what you should wear. Uh, I'd like to open the bag. 
to fizzle fizzle pops back <clears throat> can i do that yeah as you do a light breeze kind of blows up uh kind of throwing your hair back a little bit anything that's not tied back and you see inside uh fizzle pop is working on a few things and uh, the room is fairly well lit almost like a, a white box for a photo studio do you happen to have any costumes in there? Me? Yeah, yeah. she's peeking into your bag as you're Pretty working. Funny, like, wait, what? Huh? <laughs> Me? Yeah. Yeah, you. Um, hmm. Don't think so. I don't usually costumes. What? Yeah. Yeah, we're looking for some costumes because we just got a note that we're supposed to go to a party. No, no, we're no, not we're invited we're to. to. We're supposed to steal <laughs> things from a party. Um, and I go, uh, I've got this, and I hold up like my spirit change of change of like traveling clothes. <laughs> or, um, I don't know. That's about it. I don't think that's going to work. Come on, Fizzle. What? Let's see. Uh, <laughs> we could possibly go buy some costumes. But it might look suspicious. Don't be suspicious. At this hour, there <laughs> would be a few places still open, uh, but it is like just around dinner time and after so most shops might be closing up for the day is a heads up um do you guys want to go buy some costumes or do you want to just kind of play by ear and go with what we've got i just don't know what i'm supposed to I wear don't have any coin for that so what do you mean you should what do you mean you don't know what to wear? Don't you just wear clothes? I thought you said we had to we had to dress up. We had to wear something. Didn't it's it? Costume party, right? Costume this is party. a costume party. I, I can just go as like an octopus or something. But do you, you have... an octopus around a neck? <laughs> I was going to say, but do you have an octopus costume? Wait, so no, we, were no, 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 we were no. invited? We were invited. I could just go as an octopus. Not a costume. Oh. Well, that's easy for you. How fancy are the invitations? We don't know. We're not. We didn't get one. So we didn't get invited. So that means we don't really have to dress up. We can just, like, sneak in. <clears throat> We could go to the event, do a little scouting, and then decide. Maybe? No? Say we just go as staff. We could do that. Yeah. Chat is giving some options here. Uh, if you see an old CVS that's turned into a spirit Halloween, it, it is that time of season. But I don't think there's a CVS Ooh. in this town. <laughs> <laughs> um 
Yeah, I say we go see what the situation is and then come back if we need to. What time does the party start? I just don't really see when a I purpose in. in scouting it out. I don't have... What? Like, how are we going to get the uniforms of the people without being inconspicuous? And all the shops are closed, so... Oh, but it might not be a easy shopping day, if that's what you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't... I don't know. I don't have... I've got one set of clothes and very little money, so going to scout it out means nothing, because unless somebody here has amazing sewing skills, <laughs> you know, we're gonna just, like, make a uniform that works and looks like that. Um, could you read that note one more time? Yeah, the note says, uh, to the best of everyone's understanding, you're not invited to this party, uh, but there are a few items within the, the party itself that you need to retrieve gemstones for the broken items that you have the the glove and the spider uh use what you need there's a few surrounding buildings if you need to get a vantage point um so okay i'm gonna get up and i'm gonna go out of our in room and i'm gonna i assume there's other rooms down the hall yeah there's a couple yep i'm gonna start like trying doors just Trying to open them or knocking on them? What kind of thing? Just open them, and then do any of them open? Well, you start down the hallway, and you grab a couple handles and rattle them a little bit. As you rattle the second door, you hear, Hello? Is is that the food from downstairs? Hello? Um, housekeeping. I didn't order anything other than a couple beers and some bread. Do you have that? Um, yeah, I just need to check a couple things first. What do you mean, check? We need to make sure your room is set up so that you can have the beers and other food in here. Can you please roll on deception for me? <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, it's a one. Not, not on the die. A one total. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Within you hear a couple murmurs and another voice. Oh, who sent you up? We, we've had some trouble with, like, rodents, so I just gotta make sure that you don't have any rodents before we put food in your room. Well, we're good in here, so, um, carry about your business, whoever you are. Well, enjoy not having your beer. Um, and then I go to the next door and I just pick the lock. All right. Please roll for your uh, lock picking. I got a 14. A 14. Uh, these locks are fairly crude, enough to keep one in or out, but not really lock down anything. Uh, mm -hmm. So you clink around a little bit, and the door clunks, and you feel that you've gotten the door open. And it's, it's a fairly quiet clunk. Uh, so you don't feel you've alerted anyone inside if there is. Okay, so I want to go inside. Do you just swing the door open? Do you stomp in? Well, do you creep in? Like open the door and kind of look in, make sure there's like nobody there. Please roll a stealth as you open this door. <laughs> it's a five. Oh my gosh! You you like <laughs> push the door and you're like very slowly creeping in, but the door goes. <laughs> 
and as you open it up and it gets caught kind of on the wood below, because uh, the door is a bit angled, uh, it stops and gets stuck. And you're standing in the doorway, and there's uh, three men inside in some really rough, beat-up armor. Um, one guy is actually trying to pull a piece back on his shoulder and clasp it up, and they all stop and turn. Um, the the biggest guy that's closest to the door uh, is only about five or six feet from you. He's got a big scar across his face. Uh-huh. Um, looks like he might be missing a, a tooth or two. Um, big, really untaken care of beard. Uh, there are three humans, and then behind the humans you see a smaller dwarf uh, lean out, and he pulls a blade from his side, and they all stare at you for a moment before saying anything. And as the door gets caught, uh, the big guy in front looks down. Uh, what, what are you doing in here? Hey! I, I'm sorry, I thought this was my room, but the, the key opened the door and... But, um... Can, can I have that key? That's not yours. No, I know. I'll take it back to the desk and get it changed. But listen, really quick, I've had, like, a rough few days, and I'm looking for, like, just, like, a change of clothes. Do you guys, do you guys like, spare me anything? They, they all put hands on weaponry uh, and kind of look around as you're just this little kobold standing in the door looking up at them. Most of them could probably punt you with ease. Yeah. Um, I'm not scared. I'm just like, like I, I, just, I just really need like a change of clothes. I haven't, and it's just, it's been a bad few weeks. You said few days, but... Um, well, I mean... Days. Whatever your case is, um, none of us are your stature um please please hand over the key so we may keep our room secure all right well i guess not everyone is that generous as mom said they would be and i close the door and walk away as you as you like pull the door closed (laughs) a hand grabs it and you see the big burly man uh looking down at you and he kind of grimaces and indeed he is missing a few teeth uh they look like they had been kind of bashed in his his face looks like he had just been in a a bit of a fight recently still healing up Uh um a few bruises uh and he looks down at you the key miss i pull out like a piece from like one of my like toolkits that i don't use very much and i'm holding in my hand and i go to hand it and i drop it and it goes like between like the floorboards and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Please roll slide a hand to see if it goes between the floorboards or if it gets caught. Yeah, that's a 23. 23, you land it right between the floorboards and it doesn't even like hit, it just kind of shoots right through and you hear clung, 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 clung below uh, to whatever room that was in. The, The man looks at you and shakes his head and just stares at you as you walk down the hall. Do you walk like, back to the room or down to and like the... like, I can't catch a freaking break and I just keep walking whatever way I was walking before. All right, so you're walking away from the room towards the stairs down. Uh, the rest of you, you saw Fizz walk out and uh, you heard some, uh, some rough voices in the hall. Uh, do you peek out and see what's going on or do you just kind of stay back in the room? What... Are you all doing well, Fizz is breaking and entering? I'd like to peek out the door to see what's going on, because she just kind of left, didn't say why, just... It's kind of odd, so I'd like to uh, open the door and take a look down the hallway. And I just got another idea, and I want to walk downstairs and go, like, straight into the back, like, into the kitchen. 
All right, so we'll we'll resolve that in a second. So uh, where Lily pops her head out, she sees Fizz kind of stepping into the room, hears the voices, and then Fizz backs out just a couple moments later, fumbles with something and drops it between the floorboards and just continues walking away. Uh, Lily, you do see that the the gruff voice is a man standing in the door who kind of leans out in the hall and looks and watches Fizz for a moment and looks back down the hallway uh, towards you briefly. Not like trying to look at you as he knows anything, but just kind of looking down the hall to see what's going on. I just kind of give him one of these like, and then slowly go back into my room. <laughs> he He pays no mind as it seems that maybe this little kobold had been trying to break into multiple rooms um, and he shakes his head and you see him kind of sink back into the room and hear the door slam. Um, Eljor, Corrigan, anything that you are thinking about at this time? Um, I don't know that I'm thinking about honestly, anything. I just, <clears throat> I was going to say, I trust them to do what they're going to do because they seem pretty sufficient for themselves so i'm just gonna uh i'm trying to read this note it's so like i want to get a better feel for this party and like exactly what you know i like to do things when i have information and yeah. this is an interesting amount of information to try and do something with uh so but i know that we need to do something so i'm trying to just yeah. kind of sit there and contemplate quietly, honestly, as, right now. As you pour over the note, uh, it it's very clear to you that there's a few items to retrieve, specifically for uh, the spider in your care, and I believe the glove in Lily's care, if I recall correctly. Um, mm -hmm. They're missing a gem each, and that's that's your goal. Uh, you don't know anything about the the idea of the party, if it's a dinner party, a costume party... Uh, a party of friends, but it seems like there's invites to it. Um, you do also understand from the note that there may be a, an adjoined building or a building nearby that you can either get a vantage point or, or sneak in somehow from, uh, but there's no real, like, this is your, your mission, follow it if you choose, this note will self-destruct in four seconds type mentality. It's just kind of, here, here's where you need to go. Uh, best of luck and electrum just sent that up to you um so while that doesn't give you all of the answers that's the best of what you can make of the few bullet points essentially given to you uh corrigan you said you weren't thinking of much at the moment you were just kind of chilling in the room hearing all the the things happen yeah uh <clears throat> if anything there's a there was a common room here right like downstairs yeah, downstairs there's a, a large room that is kind of dining in common. Um, when you head down the stairs, which Fizz is doing right now, uh, if you were to con continue straight off the stairs, you'd walk through the front doors of, of this inn. Um, but entering from the front, uh, you'd see on the right side there's the bar and four tables. And on the left side there's um, a small area with a couple couches, a fireplace, uh, a large stuffed bear, um, kind of just hangout seating uh, is is what was downstairs. Uh, I, I, I flutter on over to the uh, to the bar. All right, and, so you know, sit down just right on on the bar top in front of the the bar matron, bartender, whoever whomever is 
controlling the bar. Yeah, so as as you flutter down, uh, you're actually about 10 or so feet behind Fizzlepop, and you see that she walks right behind the bar and goes for the door into the kitchen. Um, Fizz, I need you to roll a stealth for me here to make sure that uh, you can get into that door. Uh, 19. Sure enough, uh, the barkeep is pouring a beer and uh, catches sight of the fluttery wings of Corrigan coming down and the little bit of golden dust that, that follows behind them. Uh, Corrigan lands on, on the bar top and begins striking up a conversation with the the barkeep and doesn't uh, and the barkeep doesn't have any view of you. Doesn't see that you are walking up to the kitchen. You get a little clawed hand on the door and push the door and it swings into the kitchens. Uh, it's a it's a very lively kitchen. There's three cooks within. Um, you smell all sorts of meats <clears throat> being uh, prepared on on a small stovetop in the back. Uh, you see a, a bubbling pot of what appears to be a stew just next to that. Mm. Uh, you see a pile of dishes next to a, a large wash bucket. Um, and then you also see a, a broom that is uh, kind of wobbling and wiggling in place and it's chained to the wall. Um, and it seems to be held there for the moment uh, by two small chains. Nothing too strong, nothing heavy. Um, there's a back door that you can get out. Uh, mm -hmm. That looks like it might lead to the alleyway behind where they may bring food in and out. Uh, otherwise, it seems like a fairly uh, worn kitchen. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to like look around and then do I see anyone? Yeah, there's, there's three cooks in there. They haven't noticed you yet as they're busy working on a few things for dinner. Uh, but they are facing kind of forward that if you make any... Uh, big motions, grab at anything they might notice you. Yeah. Um, Excuse me. I, I'm so sorry to interrupt. I, I wandered in here by mistake, but I'm wondering, do you have any extra, like, aprons that I could borrow? Uh, an older elven man kind of looks over. Hey, are, are, are you the new uh, the new food runner? We, we need food up to the tables right now! I, I, I said I... Wandered in here by mistake. I don't. I. 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 I'll. I'll pay you a gold if you help this evening. Um. You need an apron. There's a couple hanging over there. There might be one your size. And he points to a few aprons hanging next to the door. Great. Thanks. I'll be right back. And I go over and I grab. There's a back door, right? Where there, the, like the service entrance. Yeah. You have to walk past everyone. Uh. So like you walk straight through the kitchen. Yeah. So I walk straight through to get the the aprons. Uh. No, the aprons are just inside the door. They're they're just kind of off to your left, up in a cubby. I'll be I'll be right back, and I grab a few of the aprons and rush out the door, and then I like run upstairs to the room. So Fizz is hustling some uh, aprons up to the room, where Lily and Eljor are still at. Uh, Corrigan, you you landed on the bar. Uh, let's let's resolve what you see there, and then we'll go back up to the room. Uh. <clears throat> Who's who's at who's who's tending bar? Who uh, is there's there's a, a a young man uh, probably in his mid twenties. He appears to be human. He he turns and looks at you. Oh hey welcome. Um we don't get a lot of. You're you're a fairy right? I haven't seen one in, in many years. Um I was just a wee hopper. Um what what can I get you? 
well, for, first of all, thank you for noticing. I've noticed you notice. I appreciate that. Uh, second of all, um, got a question. I, I've heard rumor there's a costume party this evening. Um, but being new in town, I don't know the parties involved, but I certainly would like to attend it. Who, whom might I talk to about this? So you got your, your invite, right? And he, he grabs another glass and starts washing it. I, I think I think everyone's gotten invites. Um, it should tell you where it's at. I, I don't know these things. Uh, one of the other patrons might have an invite, but if you've lost it, they might not let you in. Well, I've, that's the that's the thing. I've not even met the people here. I just got to town. I need, uh, I I must be at this party. Oh, How else well, am I supposed to climb the social ladder? Well, you're you're in luck. Um, it's the festival of glowing lights. So uh, over the next week or two, there's going to be all sorts of parties. Uh, usually, there's there's one party that that kicks it all off. Um, the king he he puts it together. Um. It's it's a bit strange this year because it's a it's a different king and it's a different party and um it seems to be a bit more um you know invite only. Normally they'd let a few more people in, but um by the way, we got a mild magic scroll that wants to please maim and destroy the fairy druid. Thank you. I wonder who that's Faith from. It says it says from someone. <laughs> hmm. <clears throat> Let's see here. All right, all right. This is a plus two for the next perception or intelligence check. I'm going to randomly assign that one of you lovely players. It looks like it goes to Eljor. So on your next perception or intelligence check, you get a plus two. Perfect. Thank you. How's that? How's that ire coming? Are you, are you gaining the ire from the cadence? <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, the barkeep does say that it this year is a bit different. Uh, it was a there's a new king, and the party seems to be even more so invite only. In previous years, some uh, folks from the town could join. Well, who's the who's the fanciest looking person in the? Who's the fanciest looking patron down here? Yeah, uh, at the four tables, there is a table with uh, a young man and a young woman. They're probably in their late 20s or 30s, if you would guess. Uh, <clears throat> but as, you, as you're as you kind of looking around, you notice the, the woman might actually be 70 or 80 and an elf. Uh, the man seems to be human from what you could tell uh, based on features. Um, so... They're fairly young for for who they are, and they're sitting there conversing with a, a glass of wine, and they, they clink their glasses of wine, and you notice that they're kind of finishing up their drinks at the table, um, laughing and joking about something. Uh, I'll, I'll flutter over, over to them, uh, focus on the elf. Uh, hopefully, they're, they're more akin to seeing the fae around, as it were. As you as you land at the the table, do you land at the chair or on the table itself? Uh, is if I were on the ch chair, would I be high enough to see up on the table? Uh, you would be able to kind of peek up onto the table. You wouldn't be uh, like sitting at it. 
Well, uh, so it'd be, yeah, it'd I be fly, kind of I could fly house. right at the edge. So I can... Oh, yeah. Just hover and put your little yeah. elbows down on the table. Yeah. Uh, as you land, uh, the man looks at you. Oh, is this one of your, your friends? And the elven lady looks over at you and shakes her head and leans down just a little bit. Why, hello, little fairy. Um, what, what brings you to our table? Hi, let me just, first of all, thank you for noticing. Uh, uh, you just seemed like a delightful group of people that I thought I'd like to meet. I'm new in this, in this town, and I understand that there's a festival going on. Well, we are too, and um, it seems that many emissaries have been invited to the town. What what part of the, the area are you from? And she's leaning in and, and talking softly uh, to get at your level. The man at the table just kind of sits back and uh, crosses his arms a little bit and watches. And he's kind of watching with a bit of intrigue. Um, oh, I, my, my lady, I think you know a little bit better than that. Uh, the Fae are not one to disclose a lot of personal information. Um... Well, let's just say I've traveled far and for a long time, uh, and I've arrived here. And my luck, there's a festival and a party, apparently, that I've heard wind and rumblings of. Uh, I do have a hope that I could attend it. But well, as of yet, no invitation, sadly. And you're one of the emissaries? You have you seen any other fairies around? Well, I have not. Ah, that must mean. And then I, I do a little fl float around in a circle. <laughs> and just, like, let the phrase die off. You don't have your invitation. I'm sure we can try to get you in. Um, what is the name we can discuss inside with the, the party thrower? Ah, Corrigan She. Oregon she beautiful name I will I will discuss it with our host and hopefully we can get you in uh, we were just about to travel that way and um it'll only be a few minutes before we can get inside I don't know that we can get you in at the door per se but um maybe you can ask a few minutes behind well that that seems to work well I'll, I'll still need a few moments to uh dress myself up as it were um, I do appreciate it. Best of luck in your endeavors. If I don't see you in this busyness, um, just as a heads up, if you haven't been here before, the Festival of Lights is very, very busy at times. So, a, a person of your stature, you might um, consider using your wings a bit more during the busy times. To float above it all, as you say. If I would, I could. Or if I could, I would. Uh, it has been quite a pleasure and an honor. And I'll take her hand and uh, uh, do the like the gentlemanly hand kiss. Except her hand is ginormous on my You're face. Just like... It's very funny. <laughs> <clears throat> and to you, good sir, I do look forward to uh, getting to know you better, perhaps tonight. Yes, I'll give him a little. I'll give him a little wink, a little fairy wink. You are an interesting specimen, and um, I have not yet met a fairy myself. We shall engage in discussions and um, 
do you drink? I don't all. Don't all creatures drink? Well, I'll make sure to have a drink poured for you, sir. And I will bless you. And I'll uh, flap my little wings and drop a little of my dust on on just on them a little bit. Does it give any effect, or is it just a, no. a fun thing here? Just a flavor thing, yeah. As as you do, uh, a gentle clap comes from the elf, and uh, just a little kind of nod and uh, finger gesture of of good kindness to you from the the young man. Uh, they get up and wave at you as they head towards the door. Uh, during that conversation, Fizzlepop had hustled up the stairs, nearly tripping over a few of the aprons she had stolen from the kitchen. And she busts into the room with the aprons. Fizz, what's going on? I found some costumes. Where did you get those? They were just laying around, hanging around. They were around. Nobody saw great. you take them. Huh? Nobody saw you take them. No, I was told to take them. Oh, perfect. Wait, what? Wait. Somebody what? told her to take them. Well, do you want it or not? Yeah, I'll take one, and I grab one. Find one that's oh. a, a little big for you. Uh, Fizz seems to have grabbed. Three or four. Uh, one that's the size of a human or an elf. One that's a bit smaller, like a, a dwarf. Uh, one that's a bit smaller at like a halfling or um, or gnomish size. So for the rest of the party here, uh, and one that is very large that looks like it might have fit like an orc or a, a burly human. Oof. So there's a dwarven size and a size it would fit uh, one of the two smaller statured ladies here. Which one did I grab? Did I grab the human one? You you probably grabbed at uh, one of the smaller two. Uh, let me roll a die and see which one you did get your hand on. You got the the slightly larger one, the, the dwarven size. So something that's a little bit too big for you, but okay. might be like cinchable or uh, foldable. That's okay. I'm, I'm fine with that because uh, I know... Fizzle pops smaller than I am, so she'll probably take the smallest one. And it'll still be too big. <laughs> and it'll still be too big. We'll be matching in that way. All right, so you got you each have an apron, and it leaves a large apron left over. Uh, anything else you'd wish to discuss about these aprons and Fizzle Pop's little endeavor? Nope. I'm. I think we're ready to go. We just need to no, find our so friend we're here. Pretending to be staff, then. Yeah. 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 I think that's the easiest way to blend. At least gives us an option when we get there. I don't see anybody else yeah. with any other ideas. Oregon, uh, at but you about didn't... this time. Oh, yes, Eldor. All right. At about this time, Corrigan, you're finishing up your discussion downstairs, and uh, your new friends have just exited the bar. 
you return upstairs? Do you wait for your party? What is it that? Oh yeah, if they if they went out, my plan was to basically go and wait on the in the room until they came back. But if they exit, <clears throat> oh no, I'll, fl- I'll flutter after. Oh, the, the new the new, your new friends that you had just met at the yeah, table. No, I'll I'll uh I'll go back to the room and wait for these guys. Yeah. So as as you enter the room, they're all uh, looking at the aprons and probably trying them on and making sure they fit. And there's one large apron laying on the bed at this point. I uh, I may have may have gotten at least myself in through the front door. We'll see. But if I get in, then uh, find an invite. Um, I f- wow. I've I've made friends with uh, an elvish emissary, and uh, they were taken aback at all of this. And I do my little spin. And uh, they're going to put a word in with our host. So maybe maybe that can get us in. Or at least me, and then I can open a door, a side door, if needed. The worst case scenario, we tuck you on wow. the side of an apron, and, and you can get it in that way. I mean, I guess I could have just flown through a chimney as well. But we'll see. That happened really uh, I did fast. find out... Oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. I said that happened really fast. You made friends really fast. Uh, I'm. Pe- people like the weird, the oddity, the the uniqueness. There's not many elves around, or I mean, fairies around. So. You know. That's fair. Yeah, I get it. Um, I did find out that uh, it's the whole thing's being thrown by the new king. Oh, really? Oh, so, yes. Is he hosting so too? Yes, he's hosting. Uh, it's a new king. Uh, apparently, in the past, uh, townsfolk were able to attend. But this year, it's it's apparently much more prestigious. Or maybe not prestigious is the word I'm looking for. Exclusive? Uh, exclusive, yes. That's a good one. Mm. <laughs> Did he say oh. why? Uh... No, not, not as of... Not, not to me, anyway. The, um, the bartender himself basically said, uh, look for the other parties rather than this one. So, apparently it's a week festival. Week-long festival. All kinds of things. Comings and goings. Hmm. I guess well, it's, it's would be just really a result then. of all the suspicion that's kind of circulating in the area because of the underfoot. <clears throat> I wonder. I wonder if it has to do with the... Uh, <laughs> The rounding up of the little ones. <laughs> I wonder if the new king has been harmed in some way by some small folk. Mm-hmm. But we shall see. Yeah, I say we, uh, wait, do we know what time it starts? Well, I believe that, uh, my new, my new friends were headed that way now. Oh, so maybe we should just go ahead and go. Worst case scenario, we hang out for a bit. I say scenario weird. <clears throat> you say a lot of things weird. Huh. Oh. I'm taking it back. Taking it back. Visible. Oh. Oh, like overly dramatic. He's not known for Hand her. on my head and thing onto the bed. Oh. <laughs> Oh no, somebody give him attention before he dies. 
I do believe in fairies. I do, I do. Swirl <laughs> <laughs> up and, and like glitter blast everywhere or pollen blast. <laughs> I see. I see you've dealt with my kind before. Uh, it, it does appear that with that pollen blast, uh, you get a little bit in Eldor's eye as uh, you kind of coat the room. <laughs> Looks like you're now. Seen... How am I supposed to blend in? There's a, a I mean, light. It's gonna look like I'm flirting with everybody all night. All of you, <laughs> just weeping at everyone all night. Hey, <laughs> how how do you like them crab cakes? <laughs> They're great. <laughs> or for those of those of you who can't wink, it's they're good, <laughs> right? Yep. <clears throat> All right, now with a, a slight golden dust across each of you, a couple aprons on. Oh, we're glittering and, up. And uh, apparently a potential invite. How do you wish to see your party evening? I'm ready to go. Yeah, I'll I'll go to the the entry line, I guess. The the queue up front. Uh, first, make sure observe what other patrons are wearing, and then. If need to, adjust some shiny trinkets on my my clothing or whatnot. I feel like yeah. my wings will be most of my flash. So, as you step out of the inn, uh, the the front is uh, a bit quiet on the the stoop, but just off of the stoop, there's people moving about in all sorts of directions. the The city center has all sorts of folks out. You see very well-dressed uh, folks of all different shapes and sizes, of all different races and colors, and you see dragonborns and fairies, and you see uh, an Aarakocra and a few others that you haven't seen some, and some you haven't seen for many, many years. So a Kenku walks by and you, you hear some repetition in various voices coming out of the mouth as uh, it's speaking to an orc walking next to it. Um, it seems that there's a, a smattering of representation, <clears throat> but every uh, creature that isn't uh, dressed in like a, a standard townsfolk, a little bit more worn attire, seems to be dressed up to their best of their culture. Uh, so you see uh, feathers and headdresses and gold and shiny things all across a bunch of, of these people. Uh, the well-dressed folk are walking uh, across the city center to a few taller buildings. Uh, these are the most beautiful, stunning buildings around the, the city center. Uh, it seems to be that one of the buildings uh, is a, a closed, um, like, shopping piece, a uh, shopping center of sorts. Uh, a few different layers. The, the lowest layer is a tailor. There seems to be a jeweler up above. And then something on the third floor that you can't quite make out in the windows, uh, but there's a big display in each of these of these shops uh, that shows off some very very fine gear. Uh, there's no there's no lights within each of those shops. They seem to be closed for the day. But immediately across this small walkway between the buildings is this large. Um, it seems to be a, a hall of sorts, a, a gathering place. Uh, the gathering place has the two wooden front doors swung open about halfway and you can see lights and and 
lots of color and flashes, and you hear cheers and some music from within. Uh, and this is where most of the folks are heading. There's a couple guards standing outside of this, this large hall uh, that seem to be stopping patrons and asking them for uh, something. And you see a card come out here and there um, that seems to be an invitation. Now, the, the townsfolk are gathered around and you hear whispers and points and you hear oohs and ahs um, as, as there's a, a group of children just kind of watching and cheering. Uh, some of them are trying to sell sweetbreads and various other things uh, to the passerbys. Uh, there's, there's a young woman who's got a tray of, of fruits and, and vegetables and she's got a little sign next to her that says grown locally and it seems that there's little wooden sticks in each of these uh, cut up fruits and vegetables and some of these emissaries are walking past and trying out some of the local foods as this might be their first time in the area to, to understand. It's a bustling, busy, lively area. Uh, so for the, the shorter two, Lily and Fizz, you get bits and pieces of this kind of shown to you as the crowd is moving in and out. Uh, Eldor is able to see a bit more as he stands taller than a good majority of the crowd, and our fairy Corrigan can float up above and get a good view. Uh, but as you approach the, the hall where this gathering seems to be taking place, there's a line uh, that is going in, the line's moving fairly quickly, showing their invitations. Uh, a couple children are, are sitting out front, just sitting on a, a blanket and watching all of the dress and attire and they point and they ooh and ah at the fairy fluttering up above. Uh, and pay no mind to the three of you in aprons. So we're going for the line. And as, as Corrigan makes it into the line, there's only about five or six folk ahead of him. Uh, and ahead of, ahead of our, our Corrigan, uh, what they see is a small card of... Uh, like a golden shine to the paper on one side and a very stark black to the other side of the paper. Uh, they rotate, the the guests rotate the paper a little bit to shine something off of the, the very bright side or the, the reflective side. And you see a little bit of a, a symbol kind of reflect onto the guards' faces as the light bounces off. And you hear, yep, go ahead, welcome, welcome. And they keep pushing people in, and it gets up to your turn. And Corrigan, they look at you and kind of snicker to one another. So, um, where's this this invitation? How, uh, how... I'll, I'll do like a, the, the spin in the air and let a little bit of the, the fairy dust drivel down, the pollen down. Um, like, ha! Huh, I believe you'll find I may be on the list under Corrigan She. Uh, invitation's a bit... Big for me to be carrying around, is it now? <laughs> yeah, that's what I told him. Well, um, I don't think we have a, a list out here. And he, he, the the guard who's addressing you bumps the other guard. Yeah, go inside and see if we've got um a, a Corgan she that can can enter. And as a as he's running away, I'd be like, yeah. thank you, thank you for your attentiveness. The the one guard hustles off. You notice that they aren't wearing full armor. They're they're wearing <clears throat> very much like dress armor. So a few uh, very, very shiny bits of plate here and there, but they're, they're mostly in like a, a chain mail with a shirt over or a very fine covering. Um, 
And the first guard just kind of stands there and looks around awkwardly and, and waves a couple other guests up and they, they flash the invitation and he, he waves them in and he looks over at you a second. So how did you, um, get around not having to have an invitation? Do you know, um, the king? Oh, I, they, they sent one. I just, I literally can't carry it. It's, I mean, look at me. Where, where, where my pockets are only so big, sir. They, they didn't make one your size. That's, uh, and I understand. To, to, he, to cater he shakes to his all head. The, like looking at all the people around, to cater yeah. to one and all would be not impossible. Think of, think of the expense. Well, they, they make them, they make them smaller. Um, and the, the guard waves up, <clears throat> uh, a few small folk from further in the line and you see a, a couple small goblins walk up and they're dressed in like strange um, sticks and mud and like tied together uh, outfits that look very regal if you lived in a swamp and they walk up and one holds up this tiny little card and it doesn't reflect to the guard and the guard looks down <clears throat> clean it and the goblin looks at it, oh, sorry, and he wipes away some mud that's on the front of this shiny bit of card and gets a little reflection, but you see the card is much, much smaller, something that you would have been able to strap to your, your back um, or put in your backpack almost. Um, so the guard looks up at you and goes, well, with the, the change of um, leadership, I guess some folks were mismarked on the list. I'm sorry about that. We'll get you in. Um. Because of it, wanna, because of it, let's, let's just let you go in. Uh, I appreciate that, sir. Thank you. And as I'm going past, I want to look around and just kind of like get real close to his ear. <clears throat> and be like, what? What about the thems that was rounding up all the small folk? Are we safe in here? Well, if, if you're one of the emissaries, um, yes, but uh, I'm sorry you had to see that. There's been um, a gang that has... Like the city and a few neighboring cities. Um, I, I'm I'm sorry you had to see any of that happen, but uh, I, I believe we've um, at least staved them off for now. They they shouldn't be here any longer. The city is safe. Well, thank you for your service, and I'll I'll flutter in. As you flutter in, you can you can tell that the the guard who is addressing you is sweating through his shirt uh like he's he's very nervous with that entire engagement especially that you'd seen some of what he thought was hidden from most of the emissaries of the land um as you flutter in the other guard kind of walks past and and puts his hand up you're on the you're you're okay and waves you in as if he's about to tell you you could enter uh, the rest of the party sees you kind of hover up and over the group now, as I described earlier, this large hall is probably about 60 or so feet uh, wide at the front. It gets off to the left side. It seems to go out in kind of an L shape around a bit of a garden. Uh, you see lights in the windows there as if the party's back in the, the larger room. On the right side of the front entry is that little hall between the fancy shops and the hall itself. So uh, a little walk path essentially between the the gathering hall and the shops, the three stories of shops. Now, the three of the party who are dressed in aprons are standing in the, the town square, probably 50, 60 feet from 
where this is all going on, the small group of children nearby still pointing out costumes, and you hear some murmurs as um, a tabaxi walks by and the tail flicks around, and you hear the kids, Whoa! Did you see that one? It's, it's a giant cat! The rest of the group giggles. What is it that you all do? Do I notice like a I'm service going entrance? to look. Service entrance, you it's don't see one from the front. Since she found this stuff. Yeah, so as as Eldra kind of looks down at Fizzlepop, you see her, her eyeing around a little bit. You don't see a service entrance as you're kind of on the town square. Uh, to the best of your knowledge, uh, being around towns and cities, the entrance is probably off to a side or around the back. Towards like the side. Towards the the L-shaped side or down that little path between the shops? Probably the path between the shops. Right. Lily, Eldor, do you follow or do you look to do something else at this moment? I'd like to follow. Right. As you're following, you you do notice that uh, you walk down this little path and you hear music within uh, the hall to your left. And one of the windows is cracked open just a little bit and you hear some laughing and uh, some cheering, and you hear voices and sounds that uh, are somewhat obscure, but also some familiar, as you've seen so many different uh, folks represented here. Um, the shops are all closed up. There's some really large window fronts that you can see. Uh, up above, there seems to be the, the buildings almost lean in a little bit. This this bit of land has uh, sunken in certain ways that the buildings are are leaning a little bit towards one another. Uh, where you're walking is about six feet wide, but up above it, it gets as close as maybe three and a half, four feet uh, near the tops of the buildings. Um, as you look down this path, about 85 to 100 feet down, you notice there's a few others in aprons and uh, dress attire, but more like uh, service staff dress attire. So dressed up nicely, but not uh, wearing anything flashy. Uh, they all seem to be uh, of various stature, so potentially... Uh, servants or or handmaids or others that have come with some of the emissaries uh, helping out uh, being a part of the festivities but in their their services role uh, they're all kind of chatting in the back there's about seven or eight different uh, folks involved and then you you hear a door kind of swing shut and people moving in and out of this little pod fairly quickly um, so it seems that just around the corner there could be a service entrance for uh, the staff well, I'm going to keep going to where I think it might be then. All right. As you, as you walk up to the service entrance, um, there's a guard back here. He's not in uh, the the fancy dress, but just more like a, a standard city guard. And he, he looks at you, Fizzlepop, as you're the first to come around the corner. He goes, uh, uh wh where did you come from? Uh, my mother, where did you come from? Well, um, sassy little... Oh, what are you? Um, you're not a dragonborn? You're... Oh, you're one of the kobolds from the area. <laughs> well, um... Haven't... Haven't met a kobold. Well, and he, you he puts his He puts his hand out. Forgive my, um... Forgive my state. I, uh, I'm out of... Out of my element here. There's so many folks and... I'm usually out in the countryside. I... I I watch some of the the storehouses out there, so I see just a few farmers most days. 
okay, well, I'm I'm supposed to be working, helping in the kitchen. I'm running a little bit late, so if we can like hustle up this well, conversation. If, if you didn't come through the door here, and he points to the door right next to him, I'm I'm not supposed to let you in through it because uh, all of the service staff showed up three hours prior. I know. I just said I was late. Three hours. It's it's a long, I've had a rough couple of days. I'm sorry, sir. She just came to get us our aprons. We were all running late. Um, we would be amiss if we didn't get to our duties quickly to make sure that all of these high-profile guests are taken care of. Well, um, do you do you know what your duties are and where you must go? We'll find Food out runs, once we right? get inside. Yes. You said we're supposed to help in the Fizzle kitchen. Oh, yes. oh, 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 yes. Um, I hear they may be short-staffed. Um, yeah. Don't tell anyone I let you in. And as you as you start to make your way towards the door, there's a few murmurs from the group that seems to be on their break, and you hear a voice. Hey, where, where, you didn't get the other guy in earlier. And the guard just shh, shh, kind of waves his hand and kind of staves off any suspicion for the moment. But uh, you've got eyes from the wait staff that might not like your presence currently. As you step inside, this seems to be um, a, a hallway that leads to kitchens, and then there's a, a large coat closet up ahead. Uh, down the hall for the coat closet, it seems to lead up to the front foyer. Uh, and down the, the hall that leads to the kitchen, there seems to be a few doors into where it uh, seems that there's a band or a lot of um, music and stuff happening that could be the main hall or just off of that. I'm going to go to the coat closet. All right, Fizzle's heading to the coat closet. Uh, Lily, Eljor, anything that you wish to do as you've now entered? I'm going to try and start running food. Yeah, I I think I'm going to second that as well. All right, so as you two make... Tonight. Oh, as you two make it into the kitchen, there's various smells. Uh, many, many, many things... Uh, assault the nostrils uh, it seems that everything is on the menu there's various platters of more normal foods you can find in the pub breads meats cheeses um fish uh pork ham is some of the cheeses you see or some of the meats you see wow i can't speak tonight uh, you got you got fish cheese and pork cheese and ham cheese. No, uh, you see a, 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 a various amount of cheeses and breads that accompany those. On a few other plates, you see things like grubs and worms and other things that might be more appetizing to other creatures. Um, there's a few small containers that look like they have something wriggling inside. It could be some form of creature. There's uh, even some small plants like saplings on another tray. I need clarification what the difference between pork cheese and ham cheese is. Uh, it's like pulled pork versus uh, a ham sandwich. But aren't they from the same episode? Look it up. You can look up ham and pork. They're, they're, they're the same creature, different cuts. There we go. And so the milk comes from different teats and then it makes different cheese? Yeah, it's, it's, it's the add. It's what you add mm -hmm. to your cheese as it goes. Like there's jalapeno cheese and regular old cheddar. So there you go. I've given you a description of cheese. Uh, but but as you two enter, um, a few different kitchen staff kind of look at you 
and start handing trays. Uh, Eldro, you get a tray of like saplings and and more odd assortment of things that look like they grew in the forest. There's a few mushrooms that, that have a little bit of dirt underneath them, like they were just freshly plucked and set on on the tray. Um, Lily, you get a a plate that has some really uh, strange aromas on it. Some dried meats of some sort some of them look like fish some of them look like uh some form of jerky um but it's it's definitely a very aromatic uh tray and as the trays are put in your hands the the people giving you trays are like kind of motioning you to the door that leads into what seems to be the hall two swinging doors are constantly moving in and out uh various uh staff walking in with empty trays and walking out uh, with full trays, uh, and you're you're hustled that way. Anything you wish to do is you're being pushed towards the door. I would ask which table this is supposed to go to. As you ask, uh, the the young uh, or young as you could tell, uh, Kenku looks at you. It goes to any table. Everyone is out there, just mingling around and hanging. Fun. Well. Uh, I would appetizers. like to. I understand. <laughs> start. I I'd like to walk out the door, and then as soon as I get past the door, I want to like sneak a couple bites of the stuff that's on the tray. All right. So. Uh... Lily's heading towards the door, and Eldor is a little bit behind with his instruction to just kind of mingle and hand out the plant life that's on his tray. Uh, and as you walk through the door, um, let's have a, a stealth check if you wish to sneak a few bites to see what's going on. 16. 16. Uh, it's busy enough in there that no one seems to notice you, and you take a few bites of things. Um, one of the things that looks like a, a dried fish indeed seems to be a very, very uh, dried out fish. And it kind of cracks and crumbles into your mouth. Uh, it's very salty um, with a, 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 a fish undertone to it all. Uh, another another piece of meat that you bite into um, is very chewy and seems to need a lot of chewing or a lot of saliva to even do much with. Uh, so this is, this is a not normal of things that you would probably eat but someone yeah. here at the party is looking forward to whatever you have um all right now we go back to fizzle pop as you two enter the main area uh but before we go to fizzle pop as you enter the main area there's all sorts of people within the room there's a band off to the side it seems to be a, a small stage set up in front of stairs that lead upwards uh the room is about 80 by 80 so it's it's not a huge space but it's got enough space for uh, a few hundred people to mingle uh, and it's fairly tight and there's pods of people around there's a few tables that uh, groups have have like stood around uh, tables of varying heights to accommodate all those present uh, there's even some some chairs with little ladders on them that you notice so uh, some of the, the shorter folk can get up to the higher tables if, if they're hanging out with uh, others and so it's it's a lot of bustling about, and above the crowd you see uh, Corrigan kind of floating around through the front door, 
and a few other uh, small types fluttering around. Not fairies per se, but uh, you do notice a few other creatures uh, floating about the room. And as you're noticing that, we're going to go to Fizzlepop, and she's hustling down the hall towards this large coat closet. There's uh, a few staff members within the coat closet, uh, hanging up things and checking a list. It's like, uh, this coat goes on hanger 18? 18? And a clip goes up on the wall with 18 on it, um, and a little note that has a, a name. This one goes on 27! And coats are getting tossed back and forth, and a wall of these these notes are, are getting clipped up on different little pins that have a number on them. Um, seems to correspond to each each hanger has a, a clip on the wall, so you know who's where. Uh, and at the end of the night, it's kind of like your, your valet for coats. Um, it's hustling and bustling about, and uh, as you're hustling in there, uh, Fizz, a coat kind of snacks up against you as they don't see you there. Um, the the few folks working the room are are quite burly and strong. So there's a, a young uh, human, there's a, a dwarf, and it looks like a young orc in the back. And they're just tossing these things. And you hear like chains of one of these, these coats uh, rattle, and it seems like it's a really heavy piece. And they're just tossing it like nothing. And then you see like uh, one of them toss a, a cloak, and it just kind of flutters and slowly hovers in the air as if it's made of almost nothing. Um, and so you see this mess going on. Uh, they don't really pay any mind to you. Yeah, so I kind of want to slip into the coat racks and see if I notice anything kind of close to my size that, like, maybe looks like something that would I would I could wear to blend in with the people I saw, like, in costumes and stuff. Yeah, there's, there's a various amount of things your size on the lower racks. Uh, there's some more uh, shiny looking coats, ones that look kind of scaly. There's ones that look uh, a bit more leathery. Uh, there's ones that look like they're made out of almost strands of light. They glow and shimmer where they're at, and they're almost transparent. Uh, there's ones that also just seem fairly standard, as if someone had sewn together some cloth that had some bright patterning around the edges, but nothing too fancy per se. Um, I would probably look to see if there's something, like, I like the shimmery ones, but I don't want it to be, like, clear, so maybe something more iridescent, or I would see if there's something that's, like, normal, but, like, a little bit of something, so it doesn't stand out too Yeah, so you see a couple normal ones that uh, appear to be your size. Uh, like I said, they've got some bright hemming or some patterning around the hem, uh, but right next to them there's a couple very shimmery scaly looking ones uh, they're not like bright shimmery but they reflect some of the light in the room and it does catch your eye a bit more as you're kind of looking around uh in your cobaltness the shininess kind of pulls you a little bit yeah. but it's up to you to choose what you believe you'd go for um i really really want the shiny one but my brain is like they're probably custom somebody's gonna like approach you so i take one of the more normal ones yeah, sadly you like you, like i stand there with my hand on the shiny one and i'm like pulling the other one off the rack yeah uh as as you pull the one off the rack that looks to fit you uh it's a a light canvas uh so it's fairly light to to throw on it's a, a tan color mm -hmm. and around the the arm cuffs there's uh golden flames kind of up the the arm cuffs 
and around the neck and down the chest, you've got like what seems to be ice or water in a very iridescent uh, blue thread that catches the light ever so slightly, but not anything that like pops like any of the others. But across the whole thing, as you kind of move about the room, it seems to, in a way that like static electricity might build, it seems to crackle and pop just a little. But when you stop moving, it goes back to a uh, very normal canvas look. Great. So I'm going to take its like number tag and make sure it's in the pocket so I can always like return it later. Yeah. You and pull, I want to take my the... apron and like fold it up and put it in my pack. <laughs> All right. Uh, how big of a pack are you carrying right now? Know, are you are you carrying your full backpack or just a little satchel? I don't know. Probably a sack. Okay. So you've got a little satchel. Um, you're able to fold the apron up. The strings kind of dangle out a little bit as it is a little bulky for your satchel then. Um, but nothing too uh, unsightly. Uh, you take the number 84. Uh, so you put the hanger 84 back up. And 84 is actually up on the wall. You have to kind of jump for it to get that off the wall. You wish to grab the tag or leave it be? Uh, I'm just going to leave it. All right, so 84 is a little bit out of your reach. You leave it clipped up. Uh, you can't quite read the name on there. It was scribbled on uh, pretty hastily. So you're not sure whose coat this actually is. Okay. Uh, do you exit into the main hall? Do you go through the kitchens? How do you wish to yeah, go? Yeah, no, I'm going to go into the main hall because now I want to go into the main room and just kind of like mingle yeah so because i'm supposed to be here so so as you exit the coat closet you came from the right which is the back to the left there's like a little check station about 10 feet away uh and that's where coats are bustling in from mm -hmm. uh but there seems to be a little uh door slightly agape straight ahead of you just mm -hmm. across this, this small hallway that is like a, a trick door to get into the, the main hall in case you know they need to get into the back rooms from the main uh gathering for any reason you're able to push that open and kind of bump into a few people, but you get in and you see the same thing. You see Corrigan kind of up ahead of you fluttering across oh, towards you the see back. Him? And I'm like, Yeah, you see him. <laughs> yep. Um Corrigan might not notice you, uh, as as there's plenty of people here. Uh and you just kind of came from a trap door, but Corrigan's fluttering around and in the back we have Lily and Eljor making their way into the room. It's bustling about. We're going to go to Corrigan for a couple minutes and see what Corrigan does as we're now round tabling this split party. <laughs> uh, well, the first thing I would do is I would have to try to find the uh, the elf and the, the human that got me in. Yeah. As you're fluttering around... That later. Yeah, as you're fluttering around, you do notice at a table... The the elf is speaking, and there's seven or eight uh, different folk around the table, very very close. It's a it's a table that can barely accommodate maybe four or five drinks, and it's it's packed tight with drinks. Uh, and she seems to be telling a story, and the whole group is laughing and and joking, and you hear a cheer, and she continues on very very regally, um, and is is very involved in this group. The the man that you had met is off sitting at another table uh, with two others. Uh, these two men, uh, one is an orc and one is uh, an elven man. They're all kind of leaned in a bit and, and discussing as if they're in a very deep talk. 
um, something they're planning or working on, because you see them pointing at just a, a a small paper on the table with a bunch of writing, and they rotate it, and someone underlines a, a couple words, and you see a, a shake of a head, kind of like dismissal, but not like uh, angrily. Uh, but they're they're very deep in some form of conversation there. You wish to engage in either? Um. I would like to try and lock eyes uh, with with Eljor, if possible. Yeah, it's and your, just it's like your... put his head the direction of of those guys. Okay. Uh, as as you're fluttering around the room and you notice the two tables, they're near the front of the room, and you you see Eljor walking in with his plate of uh, fauna, uh, no flora. <clears throat> uh, so his plate of flora. Uh, and he he's walking in, holding it up, uh, and does get uh, get sight of you, and and sees that you're you're nodding your head off to the side. And then once once I get that he kind of gets at least a, a vague idea of what I'm after, or like, hey, check on those guys; they might be up to something. Uh, I'll flutter down to the the elf lady from earlier. All right. Uh, Eljor, anything that you wish to do as you've gotten the bat signal? Or the, uh, sorry, yeah, I'll just... the fairy signal. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge, sustainable. Uh, I'm going to head towards that table um, and just kind of uh, offer up samples. Effectively, I've got these appetizers for all these fools. So I'm just going to... Not fools. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I don't think they're fools. <laughs> these guys... Uh, and I'm just going to try and be present, but not evidently present, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so as you're as you're walking towards the tables, you move past uh, a few conversations that are very loud and lively and some laughter uh, assaults the ears as well. This room is, is exciting uh, and a buzz. Uh, Lily, do you follow with or do you mingle in a different direction? I'd like to mingle in a different direction. Okay. Um, Anything you're I'd, looking for in the room? Yeah, I'm looking to see, like, I'm kind of doing a perimeter check. Okay. So I'm trying to look for anything, either decorations or hidden places where things could be hidden of value. Um, okay. So I'm just, like... Checking out everything that's in there, basically. Okay. As as you mingle through the room, uh, this seems to be a very open uh, gathering place. The the most value you see in the room, there's a few pedestals uh, kind of central to the room, scattered about uh, 10 or 12 feet apart. Um, around them, there's a, a bit of a force field of sorts. That's a bit of a, a humming sound that you hear. And as you get close, you see there's, it seems to be ancient artifacts that are sitting on these few pedestals. Um, nothing of a gem or diamond uh, catches your eye, but they appear to be pottery and artwork that is very, uh, very exciting or important to those gathered here. And as you're watching, the pedestal drops through the floor and rises back up with a different piece. It's almost showing um, bits and pieces from uh, things that have been brought into the area. 
And there's little plaques that surround each side of the pedestal and seem to have region names. Some that you recognize as being nearby, some that you don't recognize whatsoever. And each of these regions is showing a, a piece of their art or history through this. So you you notice that they drop and come back up every couple minutes. It takes almost two minutes for the next set to uh, drop out and, and be replaced. But the, the replacement is very quick. It drops down within a couple seconds, another one pops up within this uh, shielded center. Um, I said there's about I five pedestals there. I definitely want to keep an eye on that. And whenever they're rotating, making sure I'm paying attention to what is being displayed. Yeah. So as you're as you're uh, moving about, uh, there's there's guests that are walking through and paying a lot of attention to the items being displayed. And while you're while you're kind of mingling in there, a few other wait staff come in and out, and there you watch them kind of eyeball the the things appearing and disappearing and you hear one of the wait staff go whoa and you notice that there's a scroll floating in the middle of one of these these pedestals it's not sitting on the pedestal like most of the objects but it's floating just above it uh, and it seems to be worn and tattered and the the voice that you hear exclaim is a dwarf that's that's one of the old tomes of what i can't believe they let it they let it travel and he he hustles off and his his tray is emptied and as you're standing in there uh, a tabaxi walks up and is talking to another tabaxi and they're they're muttering and murmuring some things and they're wearing very very different garbs so they're probably from two different clans uh they walk up towards your your tray and they just start like pawing all of these meats into their mouth and they're they're talking and like purring and and grumbling about stuff and bits of meat kind of fall out of their mouth both of them is they're they're not really um as regal as some folks but they seem to be regal for their their species and they're enjoying their time and you get hit with a tail once in a while as they're just uh <laughs> moving about doing their thing not paying attention to the wait staff um do i any do i notice anything interesting or unique about the clothing or accessories that they have on them yeah you do notice that um they are made of a couple different colors of leather uh, they're they're very fit to their their slim forms so these tabaxi probably weigh only about 70 80 pounds but they're they're standing five or so feet tall um you can see that their armor probably weighs a good 10 or 15 pounds it's some thick leather on certain parts uh one of them has very feather-like uh embellishments and another one has something that looks more like flames across it um so it's potentially whatever their region symbols or uh or deities are okay you do notice though uh the last thing you notice is they're moving about they they each have some very uh like shiny metallic almost rings on their paws uh but it's kind of like a a knuckle duster of sorts because the way they're mm. the paw webbing is um and then yeah. they have a couple of very very tight choker like uh chains one is of gold and one is of silver um but you don't see any diamonds or or gemstones on them uh so they're showing off some of their their shiny fancy things that they have okay Great. Now, as as you're as you're mingling in there, um, and Eldor is making his way over to the table that uh, Corrigan has settled in, 
Fizz, is there anything you wish to do as you've entered the room dressed as someone else? Um, I would just be like kind of wandering around and then if nothing really like jumps out at me as being of significance, then I would be looking for maybe other like hallways or rooms or um, something that could maybe be like a hidden door. Yeah. Entrance to yeah. the courtroom. So as, as you're looking about, uh, some of the things that might catch your interest, especially being a tinkerer, is the pedestals that are dropping and coming back up. Uh, there's a lot of interesting things that are happening. You don't hear much sound or feel rumbling underneath the right. floor. And are they different pedestals, or is it the same pedestal coming up with different items? It seems to be the same type of pedestal, like very much the same uh, thing. They could be replaced immediately, or they could have extras down below or wherever they're going. But it's in the same spot. It's in so. the same spot. And as you get close, you hear a hum of some magic holding... Uh, people and creatures back and you do see lily off to the side as the tabaxi are, are chowing down on all of their food okay uh so that that catches your eye uh you don't notice any other doors per se along the walls but you notice there's a platform that sits in front of some stairs that lead up and kind of spiral in the back corner well i think i would be looking for a way The, the, okay, so I see a way upstairs. Is there a way downstairs? Not that you can see. There doesn't okay. seem to be, at least in this hall. So, um, I would go, probably try to, like, make my way upstairs, but, like, casually unnoticed. Okay, as as you notice, the the stairway has the platform around it. You would be very much noticed if you climbed up onto the platform, which is about... 10 or 12 feet wide by about 12 feet deep in front of the bottom of the stairs. So no one is on it. No one is within a couple feet of it. So it would be very, very much noticed if you climbed up mm -hmm. there. Okay, let me think. As you're thinking and looking around and taking this in, I'm going to go to Eljor and Corrigan. Uh, Corrigan flutters down to the table and the elf finishes her story and the party is just uh, all... all happy and lively around this table uh, there's a there's an older gnome that looks up uh, see we've got a fairy in our midst who are you this evening hey first of all thank you for noticing uh and i'll i'll flutter down to the table edge like how's how's everyone doing this fine Fine, lovely Eve, and I'll use uh, Druid Craft to uh, make the Japanese maple on the end of my staff kind of bloom with the bright red leaves. You you stun some of the the group around, and you hear oohs and ahs, and people start answering your question, and everyone's talking over one another. Uh, libations have been flowing, so everyone is not uh, not drunk, but they're definitely feeling the the excitement of the evening. The, the chatter the drinks the the people around so it, it becomes a ruckus of things uh the the old gnome looks up at you that's quite a wow i wish i had stuff like that <laughs> young young man uh, i'd be careful using the w word around the fey folk you never know when some of us have that ability uh, are you saying the what word or 
The W-I-S-H. Oh, I didn't know that that was... Okay, sorry. Uh, I didn't mean to swear at you. I didn't mean to swear at you. All right. <laughs> uh, I don't want to. I, I want to engage these guys with in conversation, but I don't want to actually like talk about anything. Yeah. I basically just want to keep attention on me. Yeah. Uh, as much as possible. Uh, random stories that I'm making up on the fly and. Uh, yeah. Can you can you roll um, one deception and one persuasion for me? Let me look at my stat list here. Oof. Double oof. Uh, I'm going to use my natural 20 that I gave myself last episode <laughs> uh, on the uh, deception. Okay. So hopefully they they can't tell I'm lying if I'm not persuasive. Okay. Uh, and I will roll a persuasion. That's a D12, Jared. I need a D20. Okay. 17 on the die, so... 16. All right. So your stories are astounding, and uh, there's very few questions, just jaws agape, um, some murmurs and some excitement as to what you're sharing. And it seems otherworldly and almost untrue to most of the group, but the the persuasion is good enough when a question or two comes up that uh, you're able to blaze past it or, or show off uh, more of your your tricks of uh, fluttering your wings and having this golden dust settle everywhere um, that you keep the attention. And as you're keeping the attention and the oohs and ahs are going, Eldro, you're able to approach with uh, your your platter of, of flora. Um, is there anything you're looking for or looking to do as you, you walk up to the group? Do you wish to uh, even get Corrigan's attention? Uh, um... I just assume that Corgan brought me here for a reason. Uh, I don't think he would kind of just willy-nilly direct me towards a specific place. So I'm going to just try and first probably look, because it sounds like a lot of the stuff that he's saying is just to give me the opportunity to be observant without being noticed. Um, so I'm just going to look around and see if there's anything in or around this table of note about the people there uh, to just see why I, why he called me over here. Yeah, uh, so this group is uh, a bunch of folks that seem to be more uh, of the Fey uh, ancestry. So you, you notice that there's actually a, a ball, a ladrin at the table uh, he seems to say very little. He glows a bit orange to his skin. His hair is uh, an orangey nature. Um, and it seems that most of his clothing is, while it looks like cloth, almost seems to be leaves that interlace to make his very ornate tuxedo-like uh, suit. Um, and he, he sees your platter and he grabs a mushroom off the top and, and slowly peels it apart and enjoys every little morsel of it and just gives you a little nod, not saying anything, almost to recognize you as uh, your your nature and also a nod for the, the delightful treat that you've given him. Um, 
and pays back attention to the fairy on the table. Uh, you do notice the, the elven woman as well. She seems to be a, a high elf in her background, as far as you recognize. Uh, you recognize some of the, the markings and the way her ears are shaped, that she's of one of the most noble classes in uh, the land that you have encountered. So she's probably um, part of a, a leadership group, if not the leader of um, potentially a country and not just like in a small hamlet or anything. Okay. Maybe royalty? Maybe royalty, most likely based on uh, okay. who's here and cool. um, what, they're, what they're wearing and whatnot. Would I have any awareness of who the actual elven royalty are so that I can maybe make a history check to see if I recognize her? You, you may have uh, some awareness depending on how close they are uh, in terms of proximity. It seems this party represents quite a bit of the country that spans um, upwards of about 1,600 miles in width and about uh, 2,000 miles in, in height. Um, it's, it's a large expanse of land. Not, not overly sized, but it is large enough that uh, by horse and carriage and, uh, and other forms of transportation, it's not easy to make it end-to-end -end very quickly. Um, is, there, is there anything, I guess, else of note at the table other than, like, because it seems very evident that whomever has been invited to this thing is of note. Yeah. And I yeah. think that's pretty evident. But is there anything? Because, I mean, I think you had mentioned earlier, and I'm trying not to act on this meta knowledge, but there was like a thing they were passing around and reading. Do I see that? Yeah, you are actually between the two tables. You see the, the three men still talking, and they lean in and, and speak almost in hushed tones to one another. Um, very serious conversation, as opposed to the the laughing and chatter that's at the table where Corrigan is at. Um, okay. These men have, uh, their their drinks are, are dwindling. They seem to be drinking um, some of the, the hard alcohols, like a scotch or a whiskey type. Uh, and... Their, their drinks are fairly low. Uh, that's the notable thing you see there. They don't seem to have any plates of any food or anything that they've consumed, whereas it's kind of a mess around the table where there's there's laughter. There's even some, some food bits on the floor that uh, one of the, the gnome uh, servant helper folk is running through and like scooping up quickly and dodging footsteps. And you see that he's, he's throwing it all into a bag and hustling it out of, of the room as if uh, he's been tasked with a very dangerous task to clean the floors as, job. this party's going on <laughs> yeah yeah uh can i make my way back to the kitchen then and try and find some refills for the gentleman so i have an excuse to be there yeah there is actually a, a small bar top just outside of the kitchen as you turn around to make your way uh there's there's three bartenders um and they're they're sending drinks off of one end to some of the the servant types and then they're they're handing drinks to uh guests of the party on the the front line of, of this bar top uh, they're they're hustling quickly you actually see a couple mage hands fluttering around and uh, tossing bottles so they're they're using all of their trickery to make sure that this bar both looks great and uh functions well and you see a, a mage hand twirling a bottle up in the air and doing some tricks with it and then pouring into a a large glass that stands really tall uh, but very very thin um and one of the um, one of the wait staff grabs it very very cautiously and starts walking it away, and it seems to probably be only 
a couple drinks of liquid in this very tall tube. Uh, but you notice some very interesting uh, stuff happening at the bar, uh, keeping the eye of folks around it. So, huh? Okay, yeah. I mean, I'll uh, approach and just let them know I need refills for those gentlemen. Yeah, as, as you approach, uh, the the bar staff kind of points you just a little bit further down to where uh, more of the the hands of, of the party are at. Uh, and they're all getting drinks and shouting orders in. And there's one of the, the bar staff that is just constantly down there uh, passing drinks in and out and taking orders. And he looks at you. Oh, what does he need? Those gentlemen are drinking. I'm trying to be preemptive. I didn't want to interrupt their conversation. Do you know which table they're at? Right there. Uh, you point kind of across the way. Oh, 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 yes, one second. And he, he tosses three glasses up onto the, the bar top, and a mage hand comes down and splashes drink into each of them, not hitting the bar top whatsoever. Um, awesome. Just, like, very magically hits and swoops back up and out, um, and another hand comes in quickly and drops a couple ice cubes, and you get a nod from the, the bartender, uh, as that's the order. Uh, it's a very, very strong alcohol, very sweet in nature as you, you pick the three up and put them on your tray. Sweet. I'll just make my way back over with those three drinks um, to serve these gentlemen and have a reason to be there. Yeah, so as you're making your way back over um, and you're getting close to the table, there is a, a trumpeting sound coming from the stairwell and the room goes a bit quiet and the party goers all start to turn to the stairwell or the stairway coming down and the platform in front of it and you see some feet slowly walking down the stairs to enter the room uh very very uh ornate shoes encrusted with all sorts of gemstones um and you see a bit of a cape come down too, which has uh, sparkly gems uh, attached to the edging of the cape. And nope, it's just it's just uh, shoes and a cape. There's no there's no person attached. <laughs> just kidding, chat. Just kidding. And Buttsbot jumps in. Just butts. Uh, so you you see a a person walking down the stairs. This is a great time to go on. A little break, as you all are now entrenched in the room, and we don't know who's coming down the stairs. We'll find out in about uh, ten uh, minutes. So, you'll, you'll hear our theme song. It's about thirty seconds long this season. So, uh, when you hear that, we're coming back. Uh, we'll we'll tell some jokes. We'll have some fun, and we'll let you have a, a little bit of extra time before we dive back into the story. So, see you in about ten minutes, everybody. So, uh, I had a joke about a pencil, but, uh, it was pointless. So, welcome back to Here Be Dragons. I figured we didn't have enough dad jokes in the first half, so I'd start us off with one. Um, 
if that if that was a trigger Excellent. for some of you like Glenn, uh, Glenn already left. Uh, no, I'm just jealous that I didn't make it because that's a dope joke. Well, it's in your repertoire now, so have know, fun. Share it, share it on your streams. Share it to friends and family. Tell it to your own dad. And uh, <laughs> it's not going on good. the monthly newsletter. The monthly Glenn and Sarah newsletter. I <laughs> found that mailing list. Is it still in print or is it digital now? Did you guys upgrade to the new era? Digital. Got to oh, be in the, in the times. But but only the last two issues, right? <laughs> it was print up until then. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Because of COVID, you know. Yeah, Obviously. Yeah. Computers Obviously. were down. <laughs> Man. Well, we're back. Um, thank you for putting up with our, our shenanigans. There's more to come. I think we were left at a party and the party was split. So the party's at a party and they're split. Think about that one. All right. And I, I, I think I think Corrigan's just at the party at this point. I don't know. Corrigan is has. the party. <laughs> I don't think he has other motives other than I'm at the party. Cool. Corrigan, <laughs> we're, we'll have a split party the rest of the evening, and Corrigan's just going to be entertaining while the others are doing work. <laughs> uh, all right. So where we were left off, uh, we had Lily Eljor and Fizzlepop at this large gathering and there's doggo in background sorry uh at this large gathering and the gathering had emissaries from all across the land and those three were working as more or less wait staff and uh, help for the evening whereas our dear fairy friend corrigan has gotten into the party on a list and is entertaining at a table uh that has both uh a new friend he had met and a bunch of others who are enjoying stories whether they're true or not we don't know cough cough most of them were uh probably not true thanks to those uh, beautiful roles there, there were no lies there, there was just omissions there were omissions and things that you know might have been pertinent for the actual story but corrigan went on nonetheless and kept them entertained and as the party was going on uh, a sound had stopped the party, trumpeting from the stairwell, leading from the stairs above, and a regal figure walking down, uh, attire that's adorned in gemstones, some being true gemstones and some being uh, magical implementations of them that float around and kind of sputter in and out of existence and seem to draw attention. This figure walks down, and it is a young man that could barely be over the age of 19. And he steps down and looks across the party. Thank you all for coming this evening. I am King Plague the Fifth. I know that things are um a bit different this year because I have only recently assumed power. And as he's starting to speak and introduce uh, the party, uh, next to Eljor, the three men that were, were talking as he sets down the drinks at their table, uh, one of the men kind of huffs something under his breath. Uh, I hear he, um, he captured his brother, put him on a, a boat with one oar and sent him down the river. Maybe he had a week's worth of rations. I don't trust this kid. 
and a couple <laughs> from the table. Uh, the the room is fairly quiet. You hear some muttering about as this new king uh, is speaking. Now, I know that um, most of you have come from far journeys, and many of our heritage is cross, because this was the epicenter of trade, and it is now the epicenter of leisure and entertainment. We've just recently opened the mines, so you may go back in and um, learn the history and understand what brought our nations together. And if you find something along the way, a spare gemstone or uh, a relic, you may keep it. So, the, the townsfolk are gathering. It's only one silver to enter, and it's been a pleasure sharing all of those. But I'm not here to um, show off my new attractions. We're here to enjoy this evening of history and wonder. And, well, some of you will get to see some of the glory upstairs that um, helped found this nation. We will be having certain small groups of parties traveling upstairs to, to see the relics. Uh, if you wish to be on that list, you may speak to the bartenders. Uh, we will start those tours in a few minutes, but enjoy the food, enjoy the fun, get to know one another, and um, we will we will see what's going on shortly. And as the king finishes, thank you for the raid and the host, Fire and Dice. Uh, we are currently on episode two of the Crystal Keep. This is a new season, new characters, all level two, playing Dungeons and Dragons, fifth edition. So welcome, welcome, welcome. And we are currently kind of busting into a party. Well, at least the four players on screen are busting into a party. Across the top, we have Lily, Eljor, Corrigan, and Fizzlepop. And, uh... Corrigan, our fairy, is entertaining, while the rest are our waitstaff. The king has introduced himself and the, the party of emissaries that are joining in for this historical event. The king just finished speaking, and he, he bows and waves a bit and steps into the crowd. Food and drink get placed into his hands, and the crowd kind of like backs away from him a little bit to give him space, as this is his, his home, his place. Uh, but... People come up and, and bow and, and greet him and uh, uh, kiss his hand and say hi and shuffle off. And it seems to be a greeting party of, many's, uh, of many of these uh, attendees coming to him. Now, the attention is on the king. Um, there doesn't seem to be anyone guarding the stairs, but food and drink come busting out of the, the kitchen. All of the, the staff with fresh Platters, aside from Eljor and Lily, who are uh, not really uh, part of the standard staff, one of one of the wait staff comes up by him. Go, go, refresh your platters if you need to. Go, 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 and uh, keeps hustling by. The room is a buzz. So, does it seem like the stairs are like everyone's distracted, and I could like probably sneak up the stairs now? It's mostly distracted. You could get to the stairs. You might need a little distraction nearby, as there's still some folk mingling. Uh, but the general attention is towards the king and uh, stuff happening on the floor. So if you want to roll stealth, you may try it. If you want to roll uh, anything else, if you want to try and like entertain and like dance up the stairs as if you're part of the act, you, you can try whatever you, you wish to do. Um, I just try to sneak. 
Um, okay. Please roll your stealth. And I got a 17. A 17 total? Yeah. You are taking one away from that because your crackly garb shows some sparkles as you move. Okay, so it's... Uh, so a 16 total. You seem to go up the stairs fairly unnoticed. A few people kind of look your direction, but uh, as you're just kind of walking up the stairs nonchalantly, not like stealthing and climbing... Yeah, um, like I know what I'm doing. You seem, I'm yeah, you seem to be as if... You're walking up the stairs as you're the first guest up there. No one pays attention, and you are able to start making your way up the stairs. Uh, the steps go up about 10 or 15, and then turn, and you get up to that little landing, and it seems to go up a bit more. Uh, the hall was about 20 feet tall, up to the ceiling, mm -hmm. so you know you've got a bunch of steps to climb. Uh, Lily, you are near the stairwell. Uh, and near the platform, the king just kind of passed right next to you and all of uh, the relics that continue to rise and fall through the floor. Um, could you please roll a perception for me? Uh-oh, you're muted. I think you said 14. Sorry, 14, yeah. 14. Uh, you catch a glimpse of someone walking up the stairs. You're not quite sure who it is. You don't notice uh, that it is Fizzle, but you see someone going back up the stairs. Um, but because you're kind of in the room looking around, uh, that's that's all you understand at the moment. Uh, Eljor, can I also get a roll from you? A perception, yes. Yes. Oh, baby. 22! 22, as, you, as you're standing up after placing the drinks on the table and looking around, you do see uh, a kobold heading up the stairs, dressed in a sparkly, crackly, shimmery garb that when the kobold stops, it goes back to a normal canvas, and then as the kobold takes a couple steps up, it crackles and shimmers, almost like small fireworks bursting off of the, the jacket. Um, you, you recognize the reddish brown color of the tail to potentially be your new friend Fizzlepop, but you aren't okay. too terribly sure. You do get a good glimpse that it is a kobold going up these stairs, however. Um, I will try to discreetly follow. To discreetly follow. Uh, if you wish to go up the stairs, I'd like to have a stealth roll from you as well. Okay. Uh, and for those of you who have joined in on this raid, it looks like the Cadence, our current hype boss, is very, very close to being knocked off of the hype boss status. Uh, just below me, the DM, you'll see there's a little health bar. If you knock the Cadence off, you get to assign a nat 20 to one of the players or the DM, meaning instead of rolling a die, they get to say, that was a nat 20, and they get to have the fun effects of the crit or whatever it may be, and it looks like... Dave makes noises. Just did it with some bits. Thank you for the cheer. Uh, so please take a look across the players and the DM, and you get to choose someone on screen who gets it. Um, all of them are chomping at the bit for that that nat twenty. So you can you can say by their uh, player name or their character name whoever gets that nat twenty. Uh, they'll watch chat and claim it if they see it. So I'm going to continue. What was your role there? Sir Eljor. Uh, that's the best thing I'm good at, so I'm happy to say this is probably my highlight where I roll a 27 on stealth. <laughs> a 27 on stealth. 
<laughs> you are able to just like saunter up the stairs no problem um no one pays attention to you you probably get like a mild like out of the corner of someone's eye but it doesn't matter uh they're all having fun and you are able to catch up to fizzle pop as she makes the turn to go up the next couple stairs and you do realize as you get closer that it is indeed fizzle pop okay uh, I'll try and stop her. And... What are you, what are you doing? He's he's right up behind you. You you both are on a landing, mostly out of view. If anything, it's people at the very very bottom of the stairs that yeah, yeah. are engaged in a conversation with Corian actually. So he went psst, psst, right. Yeah, right behind you. And I go, yeah. did you spring a leak? Oh, what's what are you doing? I'm going up the stairs. Why? I'm looking for the things. I'm seeing what's up Can there. I help you look for things? I mean, if you want. I would love to assist. Now, I need another roll from Lily, and if you can tie a 27, you'll you'll be able to see Eljor. If not, uh, your perception lets you see something, potentially. <laughs> I rolled again. It was a three. Oh, three. No. Um, at this point, you'd probably turned and looked at something, and you have no idea if anyone else followed uh, the figure up the stairs. Uh, okay. So you perceive nothing of Eljor heading up the stairs. Uh, I don't even know who went up the stairs, so. Yeah. Have fun, whoever you are. Have fun. I will. All right, so. <sighs> Anything that Lily or Corrigan wishes to do in their respective spots before I explain a little bit of upstairs. I need to refill my tray, but I would like to just trade a tray with someone so I don't have to go all the way back to the kitchen. You see a few trays coming in that are, are fairly full. One that's actually got some pastries on it. Uh, uh, another smaller folk is running in. It's a goblin who's like holding it up above her head and she's coughing and gagging and she gets up to you and and kind of looks at your your smelly tray and like opens her eyes a bit more can you believe some of the things that they eat here these these sweets are just overpowering <laughs> and she's like uh, holding it way you want to trade head. with me Yes, that's oh, that's much better. And she quickly grabs your tray and hands the the sweets tray, and she like holds it out in front of her and takes a big whiff as if like to cleanse her her nostrils of the the sweets that you have. You see, there's cakes and uh, some very like iced uh, treats that are pastries, kind of I guess underneath of them. Some are mm -hmm. chocolate covered, so you can't quite tell if it's a fruit or a pastry underneath. Uh, but okay. very sweet aromas hit your 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 nose as you take the treats. Although this isn't the tray I was looking for, I will accept it. And when I start walking around with it, I'm assuming a lot of people are going to want it because it's sweets and they've been drinking and blah, blah, blah. So yeah. when they go to like try to pick something off, I want to like move the tray just a little bit. So they barely miss it. And I'm just walking past as fast as I can because I want to like try to scope out uh, people who are wearing jewelry and, and notable items around this crowded room. Yeah, uh, as you're doing that, you pass by a few tables and uh, 
one of the the guests gets their hand kind of on the edge of one of the treats and knocks a bit of cake onto the floor and then you you hear and you see the gnome run past you and like start scraping the bit of cake into the bag before it, it makes a mess on any of the nice shoes you see across the the group um it's yeah, and again hustling and bustling yeah uh as you're moving quickly you hear a few huffs and gruffs hey oh, 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 oh okay i guess later oh what is this oh. and you hear just voices and you feel the tray kind of wobble in your hand uh i need you to make a slight of hand for me to see if you can keep the balance on it okay or a dexterity check if, if that's higher for you a seven oh. do you do you wish to have it be a dexterity instead of a sleight of hand uh hold on just a second Nope. Nope. Okay, so either of them would have been bad. Uh, a partygoer reaches down and tries to grab a, a sweet off of your tray and actually hits the edge of the tray and it slips off onto the floor, uh, making a bit of a, a clatter and treats go everywhere. A few actually land on the shoe of um, an elven man. And this elven man has shoes that look like roots woven together uh, to make very ornate boots. Uh, in the midst hmm. of them, you do see a few gemstones, uh, but they are almost taking in light instead of letting the light reflect. So, like, it's such a deep red and such a deep green that um, almost hurts the eyes to to see. Uh, can I make a check to see if this is the stones I'm looking for? Yeah, uh, if if you wish to help pick up some of the treats, you might get a little bit closer. Um, you can do a history check if you wish. We'll give you a plus one to your history check because you can get a little closer to them um, to remember if that's something that might look like what's on your your gauntlet or okay. your glove. That was almost really bad. <laughs> uh, 16. 16. History. Yeah, so you get a little closer to the shoe, and it doesn't seem to be what you are looking for. Um, okay. It seems to be a very powerful gem, or once was very powerful, uh, but now is a very ornate piece in in these these like interwoven boots. Uh, it seems to almost sit freely as well in the socket that it's in, so it rattles a little bit as the the shoe moves, but not as if it uh, it just kind of bouncing around, but magically like wobbles back into its spot so it's being held by some form of, of uh, like holding spell uh, but okay. it isn't what you're looking for uh it does intrigue you a bit because of that nature but otherwise <clears throat> you're not able to see much from down there you get a few sweets back onto the platter and a couple of the the smaller uh help come up and are helping clean the floor and one's wiping down the area um uh, there's uh okay, there's a young lady who is running around distributing rags to a couple of the, the help. Um, and one of the uh, goblins walks up and starts gently brushing some crumbs off of a shoe and going, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I've got this, I've got this, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I've got this, I've got this, and just like continues to apologize. Um, and the noble actually doesn't really seem to mind or care because they potentially have such help uh, at their, their place. Okay. Um, so in that case, I would like to 
go back to the kitchen area and try to trade trays with someone. Yeah, your tray has actually been scooped up, so you're without a tray. So you can head back to the kitchen, and we can get a tray for you in just a moment. Uh, let's see what Corrigan's doing in terms of uh, entertaining. Now, the king is given a speech, and the group around you is a little bit more uh, disconnected as they're trying to go see the, the king and mingle with others, as that kind of stopped your moment of being in the limelight. Uh... Corgan would, would go with the elven woman from earlier. Just kind of like at her hip. Like, huh, lady, if you remember, I know no one. So any introductions you could make would be greatly appreciated. Well, I'll do what I can, but um, there's quite a few folk that I don't recognize. It, with your um, skill set, you should be able to meet many if you just wander about and... Um, Introduce yourself. I've seen quite a few eyes. Um, taking a look at your wings. They're beautiful. Oh, well, thank you. I am, what can I say? Uh, I am little. Um, I was, <laughs> I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll take your advice and give it a try. Uh, and I'd like to flutter directly towards the king. <clears throat> directly towards the king. As you flutter directly yeah. towards the king, uh, the young man looks up at you. Oh, a fairy in our midst. Oh, I'm so excited. It's been years since we've seen them in the kingdom. What is your name? Uh, greetings, my liege. I am known as Corrigan She. I am a new arrival to your your fair town. What is your your title? I must know. I must know. Uh, I am known as the Wanderer, sir. The Wanderer? I keep... I, I keep... I keep... An eye on the wilds. Oh. That's a very prestigious role? I don't know that prestige is not really why we do it. Um, it just needs to be done, and I shepherd the wild things, and the, the plants, and the animals, and I, I tend my grove, sir. Uh, my oh, grove, of course, okay. being the wilds. Oh, okay. Well, um... Do see me. I would like to learn more. I've very little understanding of the the Fae, but um, specifically your types. It's intriguing. And at this point, you you notice uh, where the king had stepped away from. There's uh, a man just standing there, like, "Excuse me, I was next to talk to the king," and just kind of like looking at you, but then also. Uh, like trying not to be mad at you because he's watching the golden dust flutter off of you. So it's it's an angry but not look that you keep getting. Just like, okay, but I don't like this. Um, <laughs> Just be like, oh, thank you. Thank you for your 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 audience, my liege. Have you met Tom? And then I'll flutter, I'll point to the guy and I'll flutter away. Uh, the, the king goes, uh, thank you, we'll speak soon. And he turns and you hear, Tom, and that's the conversation that starts uh, as you flutter away. Uh, what direction do you wish to flutter? Uh, groups have not started going upstairs yet to to no, see the groups things. Have not, but there's a there's a bunch gathered around the bar as if they're trying to get on the list to go upstairs. Uh, I'd like to, because I have the ability to flutter up and above, kind of come at it from 
the other side if you yeah. get on the list. Yeah, as you get up and over, you notice there's uh, <clears throat> a dragonborn just standing there scribbling names. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yes, yes, I've got you, yep, yeah, uh-huh, yep. And names are being shouted everywhere. Uh, he's got his, his large arm out and a big tablet in front of him where he's just writing on papers and he flips the paper back um, and keeps writing. Uh, the, the bar top in front of him is a bit crowded with people leaning over trying to get his attention. Uh, so you can either get on the, like the, the beer taps, the handles that are next to him, or, um, you could just land on him if you wish. I, uh, I'd like to do a, uh, druid, druid craft, uh, of just like a gust, not a, not a gust, but like a, yeah. A breeze of wind past his his ear, with the intent to get him to like look over my way. Yeah, he he turns and kind of looks around as if he's about ready to report a draft or an open window that shouldn't have been behind the bar. But you know there are no windows there. No, uh, Corgan Cor- she spelled S I D H E Corgan she Corgan she. Okay, uh, yeah, yes, I've got you. Um, the list is looking quite. Full. Um, do you have any needs? Do you need to go later, earlier? I know some species uh, can't stay awake. Some must stay up all night. Well, um, sooner's, sooner's better than later, but uh, who am I to impose? I was just talking to the king over there, and oh, I have you, a you talk with him later. You know the king personally? Well, we've, we've been introduced, yes, we've met. He, okay. he likes my wings, and I well, if, give a little... Those are, those are wonderful. Um, if you're speaking with the king, did he have a time for you? Did he say tonight, tomorrow? Oh, he's the who's the king to share his his schedule with with the likes of little old me? Uh, the dragonborn's very intrigued, and he looks through the the sheets that he's already filled out. Looks like the king will be going up on a specific tour in an hour. I, is that all right to to wait for it? That's the the second tour of the night. Oh, that would be. Wonderful, sir. All right, I'll, I'll put you on that list. Um, one hour, just meet here, and um, you'll get time with the king and the tour. I want to reach out and like touch his face right here and be like, "Thank you," and then flutter off. He he leans back a little bit, and his jaw slightly agape, just stares at you for a moment, and then he shakes his head and gets back into taking names and flipping through the pages. <laughs> uh. Eljor and Fizzlepop, you're standing on the the stairwell yep. at the landing before going up, and you've agreed to work together. Now, I thought it was already going up. Well, you're at the landing, walking up the stairs. I hadn't described it was up there, and this is the point where you get to see. Uh, so as you're walking up the stairs, you do notice uh, that it's a little bit dark up here. There's some magical flames uh, that disperse across the room and they seem to hover within a couple feet they're not very bright as if someone kind of like turned down the gas to the flame essentially uh, but you notice there's cases and cases of artifacts and various other things um, most of them seem to be in a glass casing some of them seem to be in like a, a shell of a casing but you notice some glimmers of light as if there may be magical force protecting the thing in it or protecting things from it um so there's a few of those cases, but at the far end, you see uh, 
one of the large windows where some moonlight is shining in and it seems to be a bunch of bright gemstones gleaming at the end as if like that's the the big piece there's big and small and there's all sorts of colors and as the moonlight is coming through it's sending colors into the room in the the immediate vicinity in the first 10 or 20 feet that's about 70 feet down uh basically the other end of this hall um you hear the the liveliness below but it's a fairly uh sturdy sound barrier so it's just a little hum and murmur of downstairs mostly coming from the stairwell so i want to like hustle down to the end yeah do you want to hustle with just speed do you want to hustle with stealth do you want to just walk and hope for the best um i mean ideally stealthily but i'm i'm like i want to be stealthy like i don't want to be heard but i'm also aware like it's not a huge thing because it's so loud downstairs so okay uh so do you want to roll on stealth or you just want to move through i don't i can't up to you if you want to roll on stealth you may if you don't uh you can just push through up to you no i'll pass all right so you're you're just kind of hustling through and as you are you pass by a tall glass case that seems to be what you might have seen a a suit of armor in but it seems empty as you get up near it um like a, a ghastly figure of a suit of armor appears and just like starts slamming into the the magical barriers around it and you hear thum, 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 and it ripples this light around the barrier and then the armor stands back and then just kind of leans back and forth as if it's ready to attack but this this case seems to be protecting not the armor within but those outside yeah and i'm like so curious but i'm like nope Gotta go look at those shiny, colorful. <laughs> <Hashtag> <laughs> Eldor, you get a very good look at the armor. Uh, it seems to be a very ancient elven armor. Uh, and then when it slows down its movement, it's, it fades out. The most it comes into existence isn't like a full set of armor, but you see almost like smoky lines of this armor as if someone were fighting in a, a mist with some bright lights shining in. Can I, is this like a special type of animated armor that would have been like from my people being an elf myself? You you recognize uh, some of the breastplating to be something that might be multiple generations old. Uh, so wow. a thousand, two thousand years old or more. Um, so it's, it's definitely something that like your grandfather or his father might have worn. Uh, it seems to be very there's much nothing in like it. there's nothing in it. There's there's no face. There's no hands. Um, the the helmet piece hovers where it's like sitting on a head of sorts. But there there's no figure within. Um, you Does recognize it me? Yeah, as you move up closer to it, it it bangs on the the like magical walls, but it doesn't bang as hard, and it puts its arms down as it's ready to like swing out at you but it seems to almost recognize your elven nature um and not be as aggressive um but it's still in a like a readied stance ready to i just want to slowly put my hand up to the magical barrier not touching it though yeah uh as you get close 
you get a bit of a static shot. Uh, and the closer you get, the more it like ripples up your hand, almost like scooting your feet across the floor and then touching uh, a sibling. That kind of shock, not enough to do damage, but enough to like send your nerve endings uh, in all sorts of ways. Huh. Okay. Uh, I'm interested in this, so I would love to continue to investigate how this thing is being held, see if there's any... Yeah. I want to free it. This is a, a relic of my people, and I don't feel like it should be stuck inside, because something like this isn't just pointedly violent for no reason, I would think. So, trying to figure out what's going on and how I might be able to get it out without... All right. So I'm going to task me. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to task you with this. Uh, you see this encasement. It's a little bit bigger than a suit of armor, so it can kind of step around in it, but it doesn't have like roaming space. Um, what you can tell is the bars that uh, would encase this thing are, are metal. Uh, you don't know what the magical source is around it. It's got four sides of what would appear to be a glass-like magical barrier. Um, on the floor, there's a couple little spots that look like uh, something could have been anchored down and then in the dead center there's a, a little piece of of metal it looks like a broken shard of something so as i go to fizzle pop briefly i want you to think as a player what what you want to do what type of actions you want to perform and we can roll on those uh yeah. and figure out what you want to do next uh fizzle pop you rush down to the end and after you've been kind of like shocked by the armor you see all sorts of gemstones uh, like I said, they're all various colors, some of them in glass. There's a few that are sitting on uh, pedestals that have like a pillow under them, and they're large pieces. Uh, but as you get close, you hear a hum, and a the floor kind of vibrates a little bit under your feet, as if there's a very strong force uh, protecting the couple large uh, stones that are sitting out. In the back, there's a pillow that probably is about two and a half to three feet wide, about two feet deep, so a little bit oblong. And sitting in the middle of that pillow is a large stone with a circular, uh, a, sorry, a spherical object in it that uh, is about the size of a human head, roughly. Uh, and this stone glows and kind of shifts some of its coloring a bit. And as you get a little closer, uh, the spherical object rotates and you see an eye. It's, it's essentially an eye floating within this the stone, the size of a human head. Um, being an eye, it doesn't blink at you, but you see the iris uh, kind of focus in on you, and you hear just a murmur in the back of your head. So, is that you? <laughs> Something is trying to talk to you as you get closer. Uh, the hum and buzz of downstairs almost dissipates as the voice rumbles in your head a little bit. Uh, you can't quite tell what it's saying. Can I, um, so can I get closer to it, or? This it one you can get a little bit closer to. Um, I think you'll only be about two feet away before the humming and the shielding starts to show another magical barrier. This one, um, has very black and green sparks to it. Um, you would probably recognize this from your interactions with magic and such as very necromantic okay. um speaking of music this is just a fun jaunty little theme for playing with death magic 
Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you you hear murmurs and you get kind of close, and the eyes keeping its uh, focus on you. Uh, mm -hmm. We'll we'll stop there for a moment, and we'll go back downstairs. What? Nothing. What? Unless you have something you want to say or do. You said okay. What do you want to say or do to the eye? I wanna I wanna try to grab it. You wanna just reach out and try and grab it, even though there's this hum and crackle in front of you. Well, I mean, I'm. Yeah, I'm okay. used to that stuff. Okay. Uh, you take six points of necrotic damage as you hit this wall, and like you get your hands closer, and as you get a little bit closer, you feel like you're in gel, and like your hands get stuck, and they're only a few inches away from this beast or this thing that's within this large cell. Stuck. Like... You're, you're stuck. You you feel like you can pull them back out, but like. It feels like it's a, a rubbery gel kind of pushing against you. If I leave them there, will I get more damage? Do you want to try? I just, I just, like, I feel like I would know. You feel pain and stabbing in your hands as you push them in, and that pain and stabbing doesn't go away. So you've taken the that damage immediately. Yeah, but do I feel like it continues? Yes, you continue to oh, feel all right, it. All right, all right. I pull them out, and I... Okay. Oh, right, fine. <laughs> uh, Elder Man. <laughs> Elder Man. Elder Man? Are you talking isn't to that, me? Isn't I, 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 I... Yeah. It's close enough. Um, um... How do we get these things? I don't have any way around really these sure. magic barriers today. Eldra's about fifteen feet around or fifteen feet away from you and has been <sighs> focused on this armor set. I know I don't want to leave it here, but I think it may be wise of us to leave it for now. All of and it? maybe make sure we're here when no one else is. Because people are becoming soon and they'll notice if these things are gone. Yeah, but if we're gone, then it won't matter. I'm not sure I can sneak it, sneak this out. And how big is the gem she's looking at? The gem she's looking at uh, has a few inches of encasement around, like, a human head. So it's probably... It's not okay. a human head, but that's the size. So it's like a bowling ball, almost. Plus some. So it's fairly what's large. The names of the, what's the name of the king's brother? The king's brother? Are you asking him? Are you asking you. me? Me? I'm in voice character. He's asking me. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Um... <laughs> Do I know the name of the king? You brother? can roll history if you want to recall what you had heard downstairs. It's a six. Six. Um, you had heard the king's name was either Pudge or Porcupine or. Um, <laughs> Or Chini, but you don't you don't remember. Um, it's like Puppuccino or Sludge or something like that. I'm sure that's not it. Uh, I'm sure I mean, that's we, not it. <laughs> if we do take these out, do you think they'd fit inside your bag? I mean, I've easy got this way to coat. sneak them out, right? I mean, underneath you your bag, you still have your bloated. 
Yep. The satchel. Yes. Yeah. And I've got this I mean, and I fine. pull out the apron and I go, shit, I got to fold it back up. <laughs> and I like, fold it back up. Oh, uh, I think. Uh, during this time, I would have loved to, while she was interacting with that, to make an investigation check to try and figure out how this magical barrier is being upheld. Yeah, um, let's let's have you roll your investigation check so you have some knowledge of what could be holding this. Ironically enough, if I was level three, being an arcane trickster, I'd be able to do a lot more about this, but <laughs> almost there. <laughs> okay. Well, P.S., that was necrotic damage, right? Necrotic, correct. You did that on purpose. I did not. <laughs> okay, investigation. I don't look at your sheets and use so, all of. <laughs> when we get that free twenty, do we have to use it before, or can we roll and then choose to use it? No, you have to claim it. You have to say, "I'm going to use that now." Okay. Or uh, I'm just going to take. So I I'm got, just going to roll. I got an eleven. An 11 total mm -hmm. on investigation. All right. So uh, yeah. it seems that each individual box may or may not have their own source of power. Um, mm -hmm. But you do notice there's gemstones stuck out of reach in some of the pillars. Uh, there seems to be like a gemstone in random places. So the best of your knowledge, the gemstones are, are pushing power through the room. Oh, so if we remove the gemstones, maybe these barriers will go away. You got a 25 on investigation? Yeah, and I feel like I would, like... Did you, are you investigating the eye or the case that Eldor's at? I want to understand the, like, mechanics, because I'm at the eye. I'm not back. Okay. The case oh, so you're just kind of yelling back to him, okay? Uh, so you, on your investigation, when you had your hands in, you kind of recall seeing that it feels like the, the force field is coming down... Um, and as you look up and around, you notice there's some gemstones in the ceiling, much, much larger than ones that are kind of stuck around the room. Um, and you vaguely remember as you had your hands in and like winced from pain that the gemstone above you is glowing bright green. I want to take my hammer and I want to throw it up mm -hmm. at the gemstones. Okay, can I get a strength check from you on uh, just throwing it and getting, like, the hurl? Because it's, it's a good 25 feet up. Strength check? Mm -hmm. Just a straight... Just a straight strength check. Okay. Damn. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay, it's an 18. An 18. You hurl your hammer up, and it's, it's careening right towards that gemstone, and then it hits and bounces off a, a green and black, like... Uh, part of the the same force field, and it seems like it kind of cones down. It's a much smaller bit of force field that ripples at that point. So it like comes down in a very thin cone down to your eye, uh, but it bounces off and I'm drops sorry. to the floor. Oh, the gemstone does? No, your hammer. No, it comes back to me. Oh, so as it's about to hit the floor, you just like it comes right back. To you my just hand. like snap your fingers, and it's right back in your hand. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, Are you a returning weapon? Is that what that is? Yeah. <laughs> nice. I get returning weapons. I ain't got no money for that stuff. Uh, artificer. Artificer. <laughs> uh, yeah, so as you've learned this stuff, you both know that the gemstones play a part. Uh, 
we're going to pop that back downstairs so we don't uh, leave people stranded for too long. Oh, man. Uh, Nessie just came in with a resub, and we are 43 HP away from having a new hype boss. That's like a follow. Or, or, I think, or I think 25 uh, bits. And I say that, and I know that... Uh, or... You're... Jared's over there going bits, 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 and he's gonna. No, I'm not gonna do it this time. <laughs> All right, about so some, it. Somebody's got a almost free uh, nat twenty to to give. Uh, thank you for the resub <clears throat> and the subs, everyone who's been here. I'm looking over at the feed. We've got a lot of bits and subs. Thank you, everybody. Uh, all right. So back downstairs, we have Corrigan who just flew away after getting their name on the list to go up within an hour. Uh, was there a direction you were flying away, Corrigan? Uh, I or mean, you I'm were just... looking for or something you'd do? No, I literally am just hanging out, waiting for my my name. Yeah. Uh, keeping yeah. an eye out if anyone's doing anything like crazy suspicious, but okay. nothing uh, in particular. Could you roll a perception for me? I sure can. I'll use my wood die because I'm a druid. The druid die. 20, unnatural. 20, unnatural. Uh, so you're unnatural 20. Uh, with that, you uh, you look around the room and your, your keen eyesight, you notice that uh, you can't see Eljor. You can't see Fizzlepop. But you do notice that uh, Lily is hustling towards the kitchen without a tray in her hand on a mission uh, like she's ready to get something or is after something. You're not quite sure what, uh, but she's the only one of your party that you recognize in the room at this moment. Uh, does she look like she's in danger? No, she just has uh, this look on her face like she's <clears throat> she's really focused on something. Um, like she's heading towards the kitchen for a reason, basically. And let her let her do her thing. I'll just <laughs> I'll, I'll just work around the room. I'm doing my thing. I don't know what kind of schemes they're working on. All right. Um, And as you're looking around the room, you too notice uh, the artifacts on the pedestals sinking through the floor and bouncing back up. And it seems to be on like almost a rotation uh, around the five. So one sinks and pops back up. A few moments later, another sinks and pops back up. And it just keeps rotating. Uh, It takes a full like two-ish minutes to get around the circle. Uh, But you notice that happening. And there's a, a few folk just standing around looking at them and uh, walking past, not really doing much more than just kind of observing briefly. Uh, I mean, I'd, I'd look at them just because right. now I'm basically in that kill time for an hour. Yeah, until, kill time for an hour. Till my audience with the king. All right, so you're in kill time for an hour. Uh, we will go to Lily as things are going on. Lily, you're hustling back towards the kitchen. Uh, as you yep. bust through the door, there's a bunch of platters set out. Uh, there's some sweets on one. There's some more savory snack-like things on another. There's one that's got um, small little cups of like gelatinous and um, like pudding-like liquids. So kind of like a jello, kind of like a pudding. Uh, one of the gelatinous liquids seems to be like bubbling and rumbling on its own, uh, but that seems to be more on the sweeter variety from what you can tell, but not like as sweet as some of the other treats. There's one that has just some crackers and um, just breads and things. 
uh, probably something to make sure the the party guests aren't uh, feeling the effects of the alcohol too quickly just filling the stomach a little bit um there's one also that has all those stinky meats on it again they're all sitting uh, on a, I... they're all sitting on a table ready to be picked up I'll I'll take the one with the little little cups as you pick the it up gelat- yeah, some of the gelatinous uh, goo wiggles a bit more than you'd expect. Um, and then some of the the, the other uh, substances seem to be almost hovering in the cup, not touching the sides as if like being held without force um, or with a with a magical force without like force of the, the cup. Um, and then there is one that seems to be the whole cup is kind of wobbly, but it looks like a glass cup. Is this like oh, slubber? Yeah, the whole like the whole <laughs> vessel is is wobbling around, and it seems to be like, the same glasses they've used on each of them. But there's that one that sticks out to you a little bit potentially as being unnatural. Uh, but they okay. all smell okay to you. There's nothing pungent. There's okay. nothing uh, overly sweet. Uh, there's nothing that like bothers you in the in the least. And you're able to take that back out to the floor if you wish. I would like to do that. All right. As you um, head back, okay. Yeah. Go as ahead. you head back up to the floor, it's busy out there as well as you'd expect. Um, the there's a lot of strong conversation, but there isn't uh, anything that's wild and over the top like earlier in the night. Um, so now it's it's a bit more relaxed, and people are starting to fall into more pods of of either like minds for things or varied minds for just like sharing. And you see uh, folks like pulling stuff out of their their small satchels at their side and showing things off. Uh, so it's it's a very much like uh, collaborative evening. Uh, are there any bits of conversation that may like catch my eye, catch my ear? I was gonna say catching your eye would hurt if conversation <laughs> came your way. Uh, let's see. Really... Oh, it's really gross. Just spitting like someone's someone's uh, huffing and puffing and spitting in their story. Yeah. Um, there are bits of conversation that you hear uh, specifically around uh, the groups that are like pulling things out and sharing. Um, they're talking about artifacts and gemstones and uh, tablets and um, heirlooms and various things that are like precious to them uh, from different regions and why they're precious. And then there was a few things that came out in that group, as you heard, that are just like the stick of something or other or uh, like the stone of, and they're very mundane looking items to you, but uh, they come out of like a goblin's purse or a tabaxi's purse where it's like um, potentially their their culture values certain things that others might not. Okay. But um, you do hear a few things that might catch your ear about gemstones. You don't see anything that, that matches per se in that conversation. Okay. And is the guy that's uh, sort of taking names for the tour is he still out and about yeah he's he's busy behind the bar there's still a bunch of people there uh he seems to be taking less names and like putting a drink or two on the bar um but he's still taking names down here and there great i would like to approach him and uh speak with him so as you approach this this dark green uh dragonborn looks down at you yeah Yes, uh, do you have drinks that are needed out on the floor? No, I just had a quick question. Um, nobody answered this earlier because they didn't know, but maybe you would know. Um, 
is there going to be a tour for the staff? Not normally. Um, the staff usually must hear secondhand accounts from those they came with. Um, but this first group, we've had a few drop off. If you wish to, um, he looks around a moment and he taps one of the other bartenders. You too, sir. If, if you both wish to go up on this next group, I won't tell anybody. This first group is um, just to make sure our tour guides are comfortable with groups for this evening. Yes, I would love to. All right, it starts in about five minutes. Um, hurry about the room with your tray, drop it off, and um, step back over to the bar like you're ordering a drink. Okay, you got it. And he, so he looks quickly... around. Yep. Yeah, I quickly start shuffling around. I'm like, here, do you want some stuff? Do you want some stuff? And if nobody takes stuff like right away, I'm just going to find a nearby trash can and dump it. You actually get a lot of takers. The The few things left Good. on your tray after a quick hustle about the room uh, are the weird glass cups that seem to be too wobbly for being glass. Uh, and as you're okay. making your way back towards the bar, uh, there's a a little hunched over uh, goblin that walks up and he looks at you and goes, I see you've got the magical treats on your tray. Would you Have like you one? Oh, no, 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 five. I can't stomach those. I can't stomach those. Most can't. Um, he looks around the room. You look a little bit out of place. Um, most of the servers know what they're doing. Those go over there, and he points. And you see off uh, to the side of the stairs, on the other side from where Corrigan was having conversation, uh, you see some flickers and glimmers up along the wall, um, almost as if there's like uh, a painting that is like dripping. Uh, but you see these flickers and glimmers on a couple of the paintings on the stairs, or basically the wall of the stairs that leads up. And the little goblin looks at you. <laughs> Have you been over there in that corner yet? It's surreal. No. Well. Normally, I carry the meats, but right now I've got a different tray, so I don't understand what I'm supposed to do. Just take those wobbly ones. Take those wobbly ones over there. <clears throat> um, the patrons over there will enjoy them. <laughs> Thanks. And he, and I just he awkwardly shuffle off, like shakes his head and walks away. Um, do you shuffle off towards the corner he sent you to, or yes. do you? All right. So as you walk over towards that corner, uh, the bar is about ten or twelve feet away uh, on the end where like the the service station is. Uh, and you get over to this corner, and there doesn't seem to be a table. There doesn't seem to be any like seating. But as you get closer, the paintings ripple a little bit uh, and waver. And as they do, um, you see like a, a ghastly hand pop out from one of the, the paintings of a, a man standing tall. And then a face pops out and uh, you see the face look at you. And it's the same man that's in the painting. He goes, ah, you're bringing the treats for us. Thank you. I begin to think the serving staff has forgotten about us. And his voice is very ethereal and wispy. And a few of the other paintings pop out. Uh, you see a, a bunch of different 
uh, ages pop out of the paintings. We've been having some lively discussions, but we would like some more of those treats. What flavors have you brought? Uh, I don't know. And I just hold the the tray out to them like, oh my god. As, as you hold the tray out, some of the the glasses hover up and sink into the paintings. And you notice the paintings change a little bit instead of like being in a pose. You see each of the paintings change to them enjoying like a, a drink or a snack or something. Uh, and your tray is cleaned of these things. And the painting, the, the ghastly figures from the paintings have like dissipated back into their, their changing paintings. Uh, when they're in there, when they're in the painting, the painting doesn't change anymore. It just sits still. Uh, you see a ripple here and there and like a, a ghastly hand comes out and then goes back in. You hear some voices kind of in the space chattering amongst each other as if these paintings are talking. I get out of there. <laughs> that creeps me out. <laughs> so Back I'm gonna go away. drop off my tray in the kitchen and head to the bar. Yeah, as you head to Assuming the bar. Assuming my tray is empty. Yeah, your tray is empty at this point. You just had those Great. those strange last containers. As you head to the bar, uh, the the dragonborn kind of looks at you, uh, and he he grabs his his fancy apron and does this and points at the the plant uh, right next to the bar top. Uh, as if you right. were to deposit Dip your it. your apron there, uh, the the young man who was behind the bar uh, walks out and he ties his shoe next to you and throws his apron into the plant and kind of looks back at the the lead bartender, uh, which is that dragonborn. And the dragonborn gives a wink and and points over to the stairs. Uh, you see a couple tour guides uh, standing there and they have tablets of paper that they're flipping through and they're talking to one another. Um, it seems to be you, this young man, and two others that, that walk up behind you. Uh, both of an orcish uh, background. One seems to be half orc and one seems to be full orc. Uh, and they're, they're huffing and puffing and laughing about something and slopping their drinks a bit uh, and looking a bit uh, like they've had a little too much to drink. Uh, potentially one of the reasons why this group is a little empty. Uh, people saw that it was the orcs and they're like punching each other and then they punch the young man and laugh a little bit. Like they're, they're really rowdy with what they're, what they're doing. And this, this young man's like kind of whimpering, grabbing his arm a little bit. Uh, they don't swing down at you. They just kind of don't mind your presence. Um, you can't quite tell what they're saying. And the tour guides are like looking at each other like, oh man, this, this will be fun. Um, uh, Corrigan, you notice you notice this going on, and you catch sight that Lily is uh, over there in the group as well. Uh, if you wish to say or see or do anything about that, uh, again, I'm just watching if if she's in trouble. Uh, I'll step in, but elsewise, no, she she doesn't appear to be at this point. Uh, and the the two tour guides uh, take this small party of four up the stairs. All right, we have a collection of items upstairs. We ask that you be careful. Don't spill your drinks. Don't punch the glass. Um, there's a lot of magical items up here that could injure, harm, or even straight up kill you. They could kill you. Just be careful. There's a lot of deadly things up here. Yes, what 
my companion has said, there are things that um, are contained for reason. Death. Death is the reason. And the second tour guide seemed to just, like, hate his job. He's been doing this for too long and just is, like, <laughs> straight to the point. So don't touch anything. You'll have fun upstairs. Um, if you're not having fun, you know where the stairs are. Um, go enjoy another drink or two. Whatever. Um, and then the second uh, tour guide gets an elbow. Oh, yes. Learn all about the wonderful... Flips a few pages. Items of great treasure and of very much importance to our community. Community and... Um, whatever and they head up the stairs and lead the tour group forward and as okay. the tour group starts heading up the stairs eljor and fizzlepop hear people approaching up the stairwell and some of the voices of the tour guides talking something about history of can of crystal keep and uh keeping all of the most precious crystals in uh in hiding but they come out once a year for the great festival of lights, blah, 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 blah. Some sarcastic joke here and there from tour guide number two. Uh, and they see it as they walk up the stairs, lights, those little hovering small flames start glowing a bit more to the presence of the tour guides as they enter the room. They're about 60 feet away from you all as you're at the far end. Uh, and you do notice that Lily is amongst the group at this point. Uh, the group doesn't notice you. Uh, Lily, can you make a perception check to see if you know much about who else is up here? Dirty 20. Dirty 20. You do quickly see at the far end as you're looking around. Uh, Eljor and Fizz, like, looking over their shoulder at at the group now suddenly aware that there are people coming up the stairs uh eljor fizz do you do anything as you kind of catch eyes with lily are there any like curtains or doors nearby there aren't any doors but there's a bunch of curtains that kind of pull around some objects mostly to keep them from like being looked through into the next object small barriers small barricades to visuals um there are a couple little, uh, it seems to be chests spread throughout. Um, the chests look like one of them has a feather duster hanging out of one of them. Uh, the chest is big enough that you could probably put a medium to small size human in, uh, or a very tight squeeze for like an Eljor if he decided to dive in uh, and dump the things out. But uh, it's, it's definitely like cleaning supplies or things to have upkeep in the area. I'll probably go, because it doesn't sound like I can hide behind any curtains. You kind of could. You'd get a corner that might buy you a few minutes of time if people are coming your way. Okay, I'd do that, because it sounds like it's the closest and I'm smaller, so. Yeah, you both could do that. You could buy a few minutes if you each want to roll uh, stealth at advantage, because you've got a bunch of corners you could pop around. You could do that. Yeah, that's what I'll, I'll do that as well. 18, boy. That's at advantage. Dirty yeah. 20. Dirty 20 and an 18. Uh, so you're able to kind of poke into some of these little curtain areas or, or cordoned off areas 
and and peek around and see what's going on and you notice the tour group just moves throughout finally down towards the eye um they don't see you you're able to kind of move about and listen in a little bit when they get down towards this eye relic um the tour guides talk a little bit about it yes uh down here you'll see a bunch of our various gems that we've pulled out from the caves below some of them are quite powerful some of them are quite deadly some of them are just quite pretty um if you look in the middle you can see there's this one <clears throat> and the the first tour guide clears their voice a couple times <clears throat> and then the eye turns and looks at the group uh looking at each of the members in the group uh, the tour guide like puts puts his hands up quick this this relic was pulled 200 or so years ago. It's one of the largest crystals we've ever removed from the mines. Now, you see how the colors change on it. This crystal is living, at least we believe it to be. As, as we pulled the crystal from the caves below, it reacted to the light and we saw the eye within. Now, once it came to the surface, our lands were suffering drought. 23 years of drought. We barely were surviving at that time. As it came to the surface, rain poured for days. And when it stopped, things were abundant and full of growth. Now, over a year or so's time, the area started deteriorating. And, um... We thought the eye, the crystal of the eye here, had something to do with it. So, we began bringing things to the eye. Showing it things. Swords, relics, artifacts, books, history. Every time we brought something new that it hadn't seen, there were blessings. Abundant blessings if it was of great value. Smaller blessings if it wasn't. If you were sick and you brought it a, a version of your favorite soup, you might feel a bit better if the land was in peril and you brought it a tome that only exists in its entirety in one place. The armies would disappear. The enemies would go away and the lands would be safe. So, this eye has some mystical, magical powers about it that um, grant some wishes to those who bring new knowledge to it. Now, it's been a few hundred years, and, um, well, we aren't running out of knowledge, we have to trickle-feed new things to it. So, we've shown it all of the relics on this floor, just like we've shown you all of the relics. Yeah, yeah, we show it a bunch of things, you get some rain, your cat comes back to life, whatever, whatever. It's a magical eye. So if you have something you want to show it, and you have a wish, you might get something. If it's very, very powerful and prominent, like some of the relics, uh... Like some of the relics most of the folks downstairs have brought, I don't think any of you have, because I see waitstaff, waitstaff, a couple drunken orcs, you probably broke your thing as you were coming this way. Well, if you brought something special, it might do something for you. 
Um, otherwise, go enjoy the party downstairs. Oh, um, there's a few more things on this side that I want to show you. And they walk over towards the suit of armor and a few like empty cases nearby. Please stay back as we look at these quick. Um, they're dangerous. And the second tour guide walks up and like kind of stealths up towards the armor and waves his hand in front of it and the armor just starts banging, comes to life and starts banging on the the walls of this this glass case. The orcs jump back and spill the remainder of the beer. Uh, the, the, uh, that's fun. I want one of those in, in, in my main hall. Yeah, 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 yeah. Two of those. That'd be, maybe we can get them to fight. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the orcs pull out their bags. How, how much, how much for, um, for this? And they start like pulling through, uh, diamonds and, and gems and whatnot. Tour guides, none of these relics are for sale. We told you earlier. So, if you wish to see anything more, you may, but, um, we can end your tour now because you've seen all of the fun stuff up here. The second tour guide goes, no, not all the fun stuff, and taps on the case next to the armor, and a, a sword that didn't exist in the case flutters up very much like the armor. Uh, looks like a scimitar, but it just floats in place. It doesn't attack, it just kind of hovers there, very much the same presence. Um, like a sword in the mists, but the sword isn't present. Uh, so kind of smoky, kind of ethereal in that case. Uh, and then after a moment, the, the tour guides are like, if you wish to um, stay up here any longer, you may, you may. Uh, but um, the next tour will be up in, I think, five or so minutes. So we, we must hustle down shortly. So... We'll be in the main hall watching. If you have any questions, let us know. I want to hang back mm -hmm. and sort of stick around the glowing orb. The glowing orb, the, the gemstone with the eye in it? Yes. Or, yeah, all right. So that's that's actually not too far from where Eljor and Fizzlepop are hiding. Great. Um, do I by chance have the glove? You with me? probably have it with you if you have a small okay. satchel or a bag. Yes, I do. Okay. So, I'd like to pull if, well, are there still people around that could see? The tour guides are just kind of like minding their own about 15, 20 feet away. Uh, briefly looking over at people once in a while to make sure that uh, you, the, the bartender, and the two orcs aren't breaking into anything or having questions. Okay. Um, when I get a chance, when no one is, is looking my direction, I want to pull the glove out and show it to the eye. As you pull the glove out and show it to the eye, uh, you get a moment. In the back of your head, you hear, I've seen this relic before, but it was in one piece. This is new to me. Do you wish? I wish for the stone. And you feel a sharp pain in uh, your pocket at your side, uh, or the pouch at your side, as if something just kind of like flew out of nowhere and smacked you right in the side. I'd like to just 
subtly put my hand where the pain is. Yeah, as you as you put your hand in uh, the pocket or satchel at your side where it felt like something flew out of nowhere and hit you, you feel a small gem or stone of sorts, kind of pokey on the edges, so you believe it's a, a, a shaped gem. Okay. Um, I'm going to put the glove back in my satchel okay. and say thank you and walk away. No, no response. <clears throat> and now I did see the other two up here, right? We made eye contact. Oh, oh yes, yes, no. yes, you did. You yes, did, no. yes. You did, correct. Correct, okay. correct. So you know they're up here. Psst, guys. Hey. Fizz, Fizz, you can jump in. Well, I'm behind the curtain. You're behind the curtains. You don't see anyone around you at the moment. Okay, thank you for finally clarifying that. Right I go, I go. <clears throat> hey, hey, I got one of the what? stones. I need the eye to look. <laughs> The eye's not looking. You're just far enough out of its its influence. It seems. Is that a, like? You watch. You watch Lily. Uh, she's a bit closer. She's standing up in front of it. The influence seems to be within the couple feet there. So you have to be standing out like in front of the gem. You're hiding in a curtain area right now. I will. I'll, I mean, I'll step out. The. The guides are looking around briefly. They don't seem to notice uh, what Lily's doing oh, or Eldor at the moment. They're not gone yet. No. no that's it. Oh, I, I thought like, they were gone. I want to get to a they spot just where looking. I can, like, make contact with the eye, but I don't want to get caught. Okay. Um, this tour group will be going down shortly. You hear the, the guides saying something about uh, they'll be exiting the floor, so follow us down. And the guides actually start walking down, and the the drunk okay. orcs start following and stumbling behind. Okay, I want to uh, the 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 bartender uh, is just behind and kind of looks around, and he just looks happy that he was able to get upstairs and doesn't pay any mind that uh, Lily, who would come up with him, isn't there. Uh, so he goes back down behind the orcs. Okay, so I'm gonna sneak out as soon as they like are out of vision. Mm -hmm. And I want to be like, show up my little ring. Your little ring. Of social distancing. Okay. So as as you show up the ring, you, you hear in the back of your head, Oh, welcome back. This is interesting. Not as interesting as a tome of many secrets, but what is your wish? And the whole time, like... All I've been thinking about since I threw that hammer down is like how to get the shields down. Okay. With those gems. So um it's probably something like that. So that's all I'm you're, thinking about. You're just thinking about dropping shields. Dropping the like magic shields around all the the things. Please just roll me a straight DC check. Just roll me a twenty. Uh, uh roll me a uh, sorry, intel check here. Did you have yours? No, it's yours. You, I mean, you can assign it. It's a 22. It's a 22. Uh, so the eye, in your frantic excitement, understands that you want to drop the shields. And you hear in the back of your head, interesting request. And you hear, thunk, 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 thunk. 
Thunk. as gemstones fall from various areas of the room um, and they start hitting the floor that also means things like yeah yeah the armor but she was armor are now open potentially Can there's there's this? about 10 or 12 gemstones on the floor right now Eldor, quick <laughs> like start rushing around and grabbing the stuff on like the pillars and uh as you as you're I'll hustling around close to me and then go towards the armor though yeah as you're way. grabbing a few things uh the sword you see floats up out of its case and just kind of hovers into the middle of the room and just like sits as if it's waiting to be grabbed for battle um, you don't see the armor as it hasn't been activated or, uh, or bothered at the moment. It doesn't just, like, rush out. Uh, so it has some activation to it. Uh, but at this point, we're gonna go downstairs for a moment as you're scurrying to get a few of these gemstones. The, the guides are standing at the bottom of the stairs, and they're looking around. Next group! Next group! Who's our next group? That's been, the hour has gone past, right? Yeah, the hour has gone past at this point. Uh, there's been a lot of chaos that has happened, and this is your group here, Korg. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll flutter on over to, uh, to the bar, to the meeting spot. Yeah, as you flutter on over, um, the, the Dragonborn that you had put your name on the list with walks over. Sorry, sir, the... The king won't be joining this group, he, he whispers to one of the tour guides. He's under the weather. He had one too many shots with him. And he points over to the bar and you see three or four dwarves sitting there and they're just throwing back a bunch of alcohol. Uh, <laughs> and they're just like making the barkeeps work for it. And you see the king kind of being like, hustled out to the side, his head's hanging a little bit, uh, and someone else is just like, don't worry, the king will be back shortly. He's, um, he's had a little bit too much to eat and drink for this evening. Um, we're, we're getting him back on his feet. Um, enjoy the festivities. And there's like four people watching. No one's really caring at that moment because there's so many bits of conversation going throughout the room. Uh, Corgan, it actually seems it it might just be you because the the people going with the king um, were either the dwarves at the bar or a few others that are like stumbling out behind the king as if they may have been waiting together. Uh, the tour guides look around and look at you. Oh, so um, just one. It, I mean, um, it's it may seem that way. Um. I mean, I could, I could perhaps, I could, I look, look around the room for, uh, the elven lady that, the, from the pub. You don't see her at the moment, uh, but you do see the man that you met at the pub. He's got a couple more men around him and they're all just like really close and pointing at things at the table. Um, so you would probably assume she's somewhere near ish, but not in the immediate vicinity. Uh, I'll look up and say, well, I have, it appears it is just just me. I Don't worry, though. I'll be no fuss. After all, right, all well, I'm little. We'll, we'll head upstairs. We'll, we'll tour you through. Because it's just you, you can ask whatever questions you want. Don't touch anything. There's a lot of deadly things up there. Uh, don't touch anything because it could kill you. Don't touch anything because 
I don't want to kill you. Don't touch anything because, well, don't touch anything. And then the the second uh, the second of the two uh, tour guides gets the elbow again from the first. What he's trying to say is, there's a bunch of relics upstairs. We'll teach you about them. Ask any questions you wish. Since you are only tour, you may move freely if you wish. Uh, let's head upstairs. Uh, the lights start to come up again upstairs as you're gathering gems and you see uh, the two tour guides and Corrigan floating up behind them. Uh, there's a couple stones on the floor. Uh, if the three of you who are upstairs in this little bit of chaos want to make rolls on how many of those stones you can pick up, I will take a sleight of hand or a stealth check, whatever you wish to roll. Sleight of hand, 18. All right. So. <laughs> 26. 26 on sleight of hand or stealth? Stealth. Stealth. All right. Uh, Fizz? I did 12 on sleight of hand, but I also wanted to hide back behind my curtain, so I rolled the stealth because I thought you'd make me do All right. If you want to hide, what is your stealth? I got an eight. An eight. Okay. So, Fizz, you, like, go for a gemstone and kick it across the floor, and it, like, skitters over towards the stairs. Uh, and you turn around to get behind a curtain and just like trip over your feet and like crawl behind the curtain quickly. Your tail's hanging out. Uh, the other two have quickly picked up a couple gemstones. It looks like the one that you'd kicked across the floor towards the stairs is the remaining. Uh, and they're able to just kind of like tuck down a little bit where they're at. But the guides here, uh, and as there's something up here just like skittering <laughs> around. Well, there's probably a suit of armor or something alive, so Fairy, please stay away from some of the cases. They, um, they can be a bit uh, troubling. Uh, but I, I have no fear that um, you should be safe here. Uh, Don't, what? Can I, can I touch them? Well, uh, there's, um, you'll get a uh, static shock beforehand, but, um, yeah, well, uh, you'll see. He walks over towards the armor, and he, he waves, and the armor comes alive, and instead of banging on uh, the the barrier, it just, like, throws a shoulder into guide number two and just sends him across the room, and he lands flat on his back. Uh, and the, the first guide just looks panicked like he wet himself in the room and is just standing there staring at the armor jaw agape uh drops his his pad of all of his notes and just like crunches down on the floor no 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 no, no, no. uh there's a bit of chaos that is, that has happened here um can i step the out armor... of my hiding place yeah you can step out of your hiding place the armor like, is now free has, yeah has thrown the guy out of out across the room uh, as you step in the way of the armor, correct? Mm -hmm. uh, as you step in the way of the armor, the, the arms are up as if they were going to fight, and then they come down just a little bit. And it stands tall as if it, it wishes to understand your, your meaning, why you stepped in the way. Can I speak in Elvish? Can you speak in say... Elvish? I, I would, I, I'm going, yes, I can. Okay, okay. May I speak in Elvish and say... Yes, you may. Uh, this man means you no harm. You are free. The the armor stands up tall a little bit and like looks like it cracks its neck a little, 
and gives you um, just a little salute, uh, very much of a style of like not the the subordinate to uh, leader, but more of a a peer to peer type thing. It recognizes uh, some of your your skill set and your ability to step in this. Um, so it recognizes you kind of as a peer, and then it steps backwards. And when it stops, it the the fog essence that shows the armor just kind of dissipates. And you notice the sword in the room just falls to the floor and then disappears on the floor. Uh, you see slight twinges of the light kind of ripple around it as it's still there, but it doesn't have the etherealness. You're reaching for the sword? I'm going to reach for the sword, yeah. As you grab the sword, you feel that it comes a little bit alive and fights you briefly. Um, but then it succumbs to, to your will as you're essentially its new master, holding it as it is. Um, you now have a sword of ethereal qualities, an elven relic. Uh, this is essentially a scimitar plus one, uh, but it is invisible when it's placed uh, down on a table. Uh, the owner, who is attuned to it, knows its location. Okay. So it's it's attunable with location finding scimitar plus one. If you wish to make any of those okay. notes, uh, so you can put it into your character sheet. This is yet another homebrew item. Uh, sure. The you you see a little bit of the armor shift, and like stand taller as if almost that helps it understand your presence that you're not afraid of of the ethereal qualities. Um, the man who got thrown across the room is laying unconscious as he just like got blasted into a pillar and just is kind of out. The other man is just like cowering and whimpering and like sliding himself back towards the stairs. Uh, at this moment, all of you are, are available to see one another and speak. Uh, everyone is pretty much either incapacitated or just like in their own delirium if you wish to. I would like to, to fly towards the guy that passed out. Yeah. I'm uh, like, hold, hold there. Uh, you there. And point at the other one. It's like, oh, something, something's awry. Go and tell, tell, tell someone that someone has been in here and has made off with things. Look, there's empty cases. And as, as you do that, the one that's like crouched and cowered on the floor, like whimpers. Oh, okay. Are you able to defend yourself, sir? I'll be okay. Okay. And, and I tour guide I over and I tap the side of the guy that's down. Uh, so tour guide number one is like crawling himself backwards down the stairs, whimpering. Tour guide number two sits up as you're smacking him on the face a little bit. <laughs> what? Huh? I, think these, I thought the shields that are holding the relics have failed. This chaos. Things, cases are empty. The guards! The guards! And he, like, stands up and rushes past you and jumps over to your guide number one and starts, like, stumbling down the stairs. It's quiet up here for a moment. Uh, and then you hear a kaboom. And the window behind the, the large gemstone with the eye in it shatters and a ball of something, like, drops to the floor and rolls up and kind of unfurls a bit and a small goblin stands up and the ends of his his hair and some of his ears are smoking a little bit 
you recognize this to be uh, Stock, one of the, the three goblins that you were uh, encountering earlier. He stands up, coughs, and comically smoke comes out of his mouth. My brothers and I, we've got, we've got our catapult system working. It's explosions. So, um, Barrel, <laughs> Barrel just got this wonderful idea to make a tube. And if you put something in the tube with some explosions behind it, you can launch it. So we're making a, we're making some fun stuff happen downstairs. I uh, figured you need a hand over here. <laughs> yeah, Stick, we need to get out of here. Like, Stick, I'm no. stuck. The gem's on the ground, right? <laughs> the the gem is sitting on uh, the the, the gem with the eye in it is still sitting on its its pedestal. Oh. Uh, the window behind it got shattered in this contraption uh, blast I through. I want to. Uh kind of follow the the second tour guide down uh all right and ideally with the intent of stalling and pausing okay with explanation to give them time to get out yeah yeah all right so you you follow down and the second tour guide like lands on the, the pedestal podium thing that is at the bottom uh and is shouting out uh, there um there's uh it's loose the the things uh and he gets very very like incoherent and you can't understand really what he's trying to say and the party kind of hushes and looks at him uh the large dragonborn from behind the bar walks over and leans in and shakes the man a little bit speak words man speak words what what is going on and there's a little bit of discussion between the two and the dragonborn looks a bit stumped uh and then looks back to you corrigan and says do you know what this man is, is speaking of he's He's mumbling and someone someone is made off with uh, with with some of the the items upstairs. There's cases open and and chaos. Thank it you, knocked, sir. It knocked this man across the room. Thank you, sir. We'll we'll, we'll deal with this. Um, stay down here and uh, we'll we'll bring in the guards and the dragonborn well, rushes remember, off. Remember, things are dangerous. They said, "Don't touch them, or they'll kill you." Dragonborn rushes off as if he was prepared as like a first line of defense here. Uh, we'll spend just a second upstairs before we finish out our episode tonight. Uh, two. Two what? I have two things I want to do real quick. Yeah, so upstairs. <laughs> upstairs is... I've been thinking. <laughs> as Corrigan's been, like, uh, pushing this, uh, this wall of, of social aptitude here, uh, what, what, is, what are we doing upstairs? I want to propose something, uh, but first I want to give an order, if I can try, in the direction that I saw the armor disappear in Elvish, and I'm going to say, if you would like to leave with us, help us escape. If as, helping as, us means to stay invisible, then do it and follow us quietly. As you, uh, as you say that, you see the arm just kind of give it a little flick none of the rest of the body comes to life as it's very still standing in attention to you. Uh, and then you see very slight motions of it, like kind of backing up into the case that it stood in uh, just for the time being. Uh, and what is the second thing you wish to do? Or is that it? Oh, uh, I'm going to look at Fizzlepop and say, do you think you could fit that in your bag? And I'm going to point at the stone with the eye. 
It might be a little too big to go into the hole, however. That's what she said. <laughs> oh, we Sorry. had our first Sorry. that's what she said from a cast Yay! member, not from chat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so we, did, we just got our PG-13 rating so tonight, guys. So about the, the, like, eye gem, right? Yeah, the eye gem is about the size of, like, a bowling ball bag because the eye itself is about the size of a bowling ball, which um, is roughly the size of most human head. For those of you who don't bowl, um, I'm gonna try something really, really quick. Okay. It probably won't work, but I like show it my crossbow. What's special about your crossbow that it, it wants to see? Um, does the rapid whatever? So you show it the crossbow, and it's imbued with the rapid fire. And as you show it, the the eye speaks back to you. Hmm, I've seen many of these before, but this one is crafted ever so slightly different. I'll give you the smallest of wishes. The inside or the out? The in well, the opening, so... The inside or the out? The outside. As you say that, the bag increases about half its size. The opening is a bit bigger, but now it's a bit more cumbersome for you to carry. Okay. It's, it's the blow-up of the balloon you now would wrap your arms around, because it, remember it's inflated, essentially, because of the air inside. So before it was like, you could kind of like lightly hug it, now you're just like holding it with your arms stretched out fully. That's how big it's yeah, gotten. but like, I it, put it in, and then I like... I so I put the eye in, hmm? and I go. You carry it to Andor because he's it doesn't, like. It doesn't change the weight, but it is a bit more cumbersome. Well, yeah, and I'm small, and he's taller, All so right. I'm like, do you want to do you want to carry it? A very lightweight sure. bag. Oh. It, it's it, you almost don't feel it on your back, uh, but because you can slide the eyeball in in the stone now, it is a bit bigger. That may, with a bit of a squeeze, fit a a. Thin or a uh, thinner human, I guess. Um, so not a heavy build. Like a suit of elven armor? Like a suit of elven armor, potentially with a bit of work. Wait, uh, an elf fold? with a bit of work. Uh, <laughs> it it could fit. Uh, the the suit of armor might be a bit bulky for this, but it could fit the, the wearer of said armor, essentially. Meaning, it would fit Amber. a human, or a, a yeah. inhuman, or most elves. Okay. Well, it sounds like we have company making their way here, so we need to we do. have a reason why we're here. We rushed here we, when we heard the screams? Well, maybe? I have rope. He blew up the window. Let's just go out the window. Through the window! You, yeah. you have the magical rope? It's just rope. It's just 50 feet of rope. Mm. I've got 50 feet of hardcore rope, I think, if I remember right. I paid for it. It's turned into a New Zealand accent for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, silk rope, I think? Oh, no, I just have hemp and rope. Just kidding. <laughs> As the party thinks this over, I will give you some time to think. We're going to end here as we've got some chaos ensuing. So next episode, we're going to start out coming in strong. Do I start, like, when yeah. I start, oh, I run yeah. over and I start tying it around that chest. 
Okay. So I can throw it out the window. Okay, as you're tying it around the chest, you can't pull the chest out of its place, so it's definitely strong enough for you, but we don't know about the others in the well, party. It'll be fine. Oh, it'll be fine. It's only a 30-foot drop or whatever. Sure, sure, whatever. Paul. Oh. And with that... And with that, uh, thank you for tuning into tonight's episode. We're gonna see how they get out next week. Uh, players, if you're if you're thinking of anything right now, uh, mark it down as something you want to try, and we will definitely talk about it uh, in two weeks. Sorry, uh, on our first episode of October. Um, as a note, since we play on the first and third weekends of the month. That means we also potentially play on the fifth weekend of the month. October has five weekends. Uh, it Ooh. is October 30, and in previous years, we've done spooky episodes. So, spooky. if you wish to join us on October 30, uh, we will have a spooky episode as a bonus episode, potentially within the same storyline, uh, but a bit more spooky. On actual All Hallows Eve, too, right? Yeah, on the 30th. <laughs> so, join in. Saturday the 30th uh, is our special episode. That's a handful of weeks out, but I'm trying to get it on your calendars. Uh, but before now, before then, uh, we have the first weekend and the third weekend of October. Uh, so, and let's... Weekend with the Scary Door. The Weekend with the Scary Door? Oh, man. Scary Door. <laughs> oh man uh yeah so somebody gets it so uh let's see jared have you found <laughs> a place for us to raid and send this raid train on oh i could do a thing yeah so <laughs> if any of you stuck around from our fire and dice raid we're gonna raid another group so please 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 at least go say hi to this next group uh we've enjoyed all of the bits tips follows likes uh snail mail in there too tweets yeah there's some five subs uh some resubs you guys are incredible thank you for joining in we'll be back in a couple weeks we're putting this out on vod so you can join back in and we're also putting this out on podcasts so go look at podcasts oh um God. you can look us up at herebedragonsdnd.com or through links on this this uh twitch page to see more have i spoken enough for you jared yes yes yep, yep it started we're, right. we're ready to go whenever I push the button. Let's push that button. Who are we raiding? Uh, we are raiding Ladies of D&D. They are currently raising money for suicide prevention awareness. Oh, yeah. Love Join it. in. Awesome. Say hi. Say thanks. Zelda's excited. Yeah. Dogs are happy over <laughs> here. Let's do this. Dogs are happy over here. See you soon. <laughs> Bye, y'all. <laughs> and with that... Mm-hmm. <clears throat>